Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, nerd and nerdettes, weasel and weaselettes. This is Nerd Thug Radio. The weasel. You're listening to the Captain Joey Savage. Corey DLG. Nico DLG. And uh, we're on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. See us at stations. And worldwide at DIRLoneStar.com. Nailed it. NerdThugRadio.com is our website. You can contact us there. You can buy t-shirts there. You can look at all the photos from everything that we do. You can interact with us at Facebook.com backslash NerdThugRadio. Uh, you still have a chance to enter in the Chuck Norris contest. That's right. To win you some tickets to what, Corey? The Taste Fest of Conroe. Taste Fest of Conroe. That's yeah. going down Thursday, this Thursday, May 11th. Uh, you got today and tomorrow. We're going to select the winner. We've got a couple good ones out there. So get your That's submissions right. in. Just like Chuck Norris, the competition's tough. Oh, it is. Uh, Corey DLG, why don't you tell the whole Nerd Thug family here in Conroe and everyone listening on the podcast around the world. About our friends at Space Cadets Gaming Gaming. What's up, Conroe? This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. Just letting you guys know that sometimes when the kids are getting a little rowdy and you're ready to just get them out of the house, with summer right around the corner, there's nowhere better to take them than, than Space Cadets. Right there, Space Cadets Gaming Gaming, right there on Robinson Road in the Woodlands, uh, right, right across from the Woodlands Mall. Yep, uh, yep, yep, yep. They got, they got all kinds of fun stuff to do. They got games, uh, action figures. The largest Pokemon League in Texas. Comics. They have comic books, of course. Toys galore. Toys everywhere. Everywhere. Um, they got they got even ones already opened out of the package, so it's like four bucks, five bucks. Kid yeah. plays with it. Everybody's happy. Parents love that bin. They do. They do love that bin. Uh, so go go and see our friends at Space Cadets Gaming Gaming and Space Cadets Collection Collection right there on Robinson Road. Holla at your boys, and then on May twenty seventh. That's this right. Month, That's right. Saturday. That's right. Nerd Thug Radio will be hosting a. Hero Clicks event there. A, we're gonna bring, we're gonna make Hero Clicks great again. That's right. And B, Joey Savage is gonna take his rightful place as the first ever Nerd Thug Radio Hero Clicks champion of the, the world. This I, is assuming you win, right? No, no, it, it, I, I won. I oh, if I beat Austin, right? Yeah, that's gonna be tough. Right. But I will be there. You are gonna be. Here's what you are fear, gonna be. You are gonna be nerd. Beans. You are gonna be Nerd Thug Radio's Hero Clicks first loser of a championship match of a championship match. So welcome to the Wikipedia footnotes trivia page. Because <laughs> if <laughs> we, my if, favorite. If, <laughs> but if we get serious about it, uh, Nico DLG is the first Nerd Thug Clicks loser because you lost the opening match. That's true. First ever I, loser. I did, I did that, and it was on a dumb mistake. Loser. <laughs> but, Anyways, so we're going to host an event that day. It's basically that's gaming, gaming, and our homeboys over there. Uh, it's going to be a, a, a day full of clicks. There's going to be battle royals if you're in that stuff. If you want to learn how to play the game, come see us. We're going to be filming four matches that day. It's going to be super sweet. So come see us. Come say hi. Yeah. I'll sign your T-shirt. So will Corey DLG. I, w- I won't sign anything. And I'll sign your baby's head. I will charge you to sign things. And we'll be unveiling the uh, Nerd Thug Championship belt that day. That's right. It's going to be super fun that day. I want to be like a 1980s icon and like charge yeah. for everything. Yeah. Take a photo with me. It's going to be $3. Everybody's got a price. Everyone's got a price. Man, I really felt uncomfortable when he said that. That was a great interview, though. It was. It was. I'm super excited. So the behind the scenes on that real quick is when we go up, you know, we introduce ourselves. We're talking to him. It was know. the third time we'd been there. Right. I went up by myself the first time. And I had gone earlier also and talking to the handlers for both him and Jason Muse. Right, right, right. Now, if you're paying attention, there was no interview with Jason Muse. Um, he kind we of had every opportunity to do it. He kind of, he wasn't, he didn't want to, he said, you know, I talk a lot. Of, I do a lot of Q and a at my, uh, my panels. Yeah. All right. Okay. Fine. Cool, man. Whatever. So Ted DiBiase though, uh, to his credit, you know, I'm not going to badmouth the guy who does an interview with us, 
but he definitely at the very beginning i definitely had that uncomfortable feeling because he was like he was like well everybody has a price and i was so scared that he was going to be like what if that was his bit like what if that what if that's what he does for every interview I mean, that he, was his bit when he wrestled. That, that was, was that's what I'm saying. No, that was yeah. like for, for interviews yeah. now, he just does the thing, and it's like, oh man, I don't want to have to pay this guy. Right? I was really afraid he was to ask for money for an interview, which I I don't know how I feel about. That. Thank gosh, but he did not, and we had a great interview. We had a oh, great time. Man, it was perfect. Like everyone that I've talked to, that's listened to the show and heard, they're like, man, that was such a great interview. I've been shopping around to the uh, wrestling website, so hopefully someone picks it up and it goes running. Because I mean, it really is a good, just wholesome interview that just kind of tells. The story of Ted DiBiase, and, and the said, great part is he talks about why he regrets going to WCW. Right, and, he, and leaving the WWE, he has a right, pretty right. honest conversation. He had a pretty honest conversation with us. I've right. got, I've got a face that people just want to tell me everything. Yeah, everything. <laughs> yeah, that's um, why you've been into fifteen court trials and had to be true. a character witness. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyways, mm-hmm. uh, this weekend, Corey DLG, Nico DLG, yeah, Houston Comic Palooza. Oh. Give me the snaps, Nico. Give me the snaps. Yeah, we're gonna be doing some media coverage down there. Uh, next segment, we're going to be uh, interviewing uh, Ken Costantino. He is mm-hmm. a film director. His movie, uh, Attack of the Killer Shrews, will be screening there. Mm-hmm. You guys mm-hmm. get a pre-taste of that. You can see his movie that this week. Um, also, I don't think we're going to be able to attend because of our commitments to Comic Palooza. But uh, our boys at Reality of Wrestling have another taping this Saturday. Uh-huh. Uh, Brian mm-hmm. Keith, uh, the bounty hunter for them, he, uh, he'll be in the studio later. We're going to talk to him as well. So a lot of stuff going on this Mother's Day weekend. Plus... Don't forget to buy your mother's a gift. Right. It's uh, Monday. Ample warning, guys. Yeah. It's Mother's Day. I heard that the number one gift that moms like the most, flowers. Super easy, super chill. Just get them some flowers. Uh, I heard it was silence. No, no, not at all. Mother's silence. Like silence. The sound of silence. They just want that house to be quiet for five seconds. So uh, we picked up a, another new new sponsor over the past week, uh, Wild Thing, Restaurant yeah. Bar and Grill. We'll shout them out here a little bit, but we uh, we went over there over the weekend, and um, logo down here. Where are we going? Oh yeah, yeah there, I didn't there know what Nico was doing. He was yeah, like he... freaking me. I, I no. Anyways, okay, yeah. So uh, <laughs> we went in there. So Saturday nights they have a DJ. Yeah, uh, it's the first time we had been on a Saturday, and uh, this DJ just comes up to uh, me and Corey DLG and uh, Zach Atomic, Zach Attack, Angry Zach. <laughs> we'll just call him all three of those names. He'll be like, he'll be like Cactus Jack, Mankind, Dude, Love. That'll be him. All merged together. Yeah. Um, and she literally just pulls out, like, if you can see this yellow, my note sheet, it looked just like this. Right. And she's like, all right, what do you guys want to hear? So we just, Nico, we gave her a list of stuff. And we gave her, like, probably five or six songs. Legitimately. And we started with uh, Ice Cream Paint Job. Oh, yes. <laughs> and then Excellent choice. From that, uh, she played Bushes of Love. Oh, and then ease back to Easy E. <laughs> the best part about it was she had no idea what we were requesting. Nothing. Any of it. On any of it. None she was like, of it. It's called Ice Cream Paint Job? Okay, I'm going to go Google it. And so, sure enough, she played everything we requested. Everything. It was fantastic. But it was just funny because she was just like, so this is going to, like, that's the name of the song. I'm, yep. I'm going to mm-hmm. Google Bushes of Love, and yep. there's going to be a song. Go to the YouTube, eh? And uh, nailed it. And she, and she she played them all, and it was hilarious. It was great. So just imagine, Nico, we're in, you're in the sports bar. Yeah. And there's... God, these plays, they have like 50 million TVs. They have a ton of place. TVs. Uh, million there's, TVs. There's a good amount of people in there. We're in the corner. We're usually in the middle of the place, but we're in the corner hanging out this time. Right. Keep it a And key. it's loud and like, music is playing. People are having a pop in and having a good time because while they're playing, you know, Auto Thug comes on. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's Bushes of Love. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's just like, what? It's so weird. What's going on? And here are the three of us and Zach. Is oh, in he his, must have lost his mind. He's in his typical, um, you know, wedding garb with his nice big red velvet jacket, and uh, so 
Hopefully Dick's not listening. His big glitter beard. <laughs> he glittered his entire beard for the for the thing. Oh, and uh, is, I'm and so he's like sad. he's just singing this song like it's a rap song. He's just going hard in the paint on it, man. And it was it was awesome. It was a good time. It was a good it, time. It was a great time. You want to go ahead and tell him about Wild Things? Uh yeah. So okay. Wild Thing is at uh fort, 1488, I forty five. Yeah. Uh they've got great scenery. They've got cold drinks. They've got excellent food. And uh, they've got specials that run every every day of the week. Every day of the week, there's something different going on. Wednesdays are really good days. Those are the uh, Texas days. They celebrate Texas in different ways. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, open mic night on Thursdays. Uh, so if you're looking for a nice, fun, safe spot to uh, watch the games, because I said they have tons of TVs. They do have tons of TVs. Uh, Wild Thing at 1488 and I-45 is the place everyone in Conroe is going to be at. Get a jump on it. Before you're late. If you're interested, keep an eye on our Facebook page. We will be posting their specials and their different things yeah, as they come. I'm going to share everything, and we're hoping to do some fun events with them next week. So or next month. So it's going to be super awesome. So we got a few minutes here, and you were talking about something that was like yeah, one to get man. off of your I do. chest. I do. Like that that small eight year old chest of yours. You wanted What's to get this on? off of it. Uh, you getting my what private is, collection again? Yeah. What is it? Um, yeah, so they released a photo of, uh, it's a promo photo for the Inhumans. So Inhumans, uh, we thought was going to be a movie. They flipped the script. It's now going to be a... Is, I think I've read a six-episode series, or the, maybe an eight-episode series. It's like eight-episode. The so, first one comes so on like IMAX. Right, on, on IMAX ABC. Right, and so... I have no idea what that is. Well, the first one's going to be in IMAX theaters, I think. Oh. No, no, I think what they did is they filmed it so that it can air right. in IMAX, but it is going to be an ABC television Correct. show. Uh, it's going to be... They said tw- or fall of 2018, so I don't know if it's going to be between... No I, no, I think it's the end of this year. So it's probably going to be that winter, that yeah. winter filler. Right. Um, I was kind of excited about it. Uh, I know Zach was because we're huge Inhuman fans. You were a little iffy because it's going to be a TV show and they kind of rushed it a bit. Yeah. But I'm starting to lean towards you just a bit because of... This is it, this, correct? This fo- yeah. Oh. So you're looking at it right now. That photo looks... Terrible. Yeah. I'm if just... I if I run any sort of production company and I have more than twelve dollars behind it, m- my characters aren't going to look like that. It looks like a early nineties promo movie. It really right. It, yeah. yeah, it does. It does. It, now, um, they got Maximus right. They well, but they got him in the back right corner. Right, so you can't see him. Yeah, he's hidden behind all the terrible <laughs> costumes. The Medusa one is just. Yeah, the hair looks crazy. I mean, like, I could get past Black Bolt not having the mask and the hood. Right, because right, it's TV. But then you got Medusa. She looks terrible. Crystal looks terrible. The other two look awful. It's terrible. It, it this just is Crystal. Oh my gosh. What, is, is, what are crystal. these? They Gorgon. Gorgon. Karnak. Yeah. They look awful. Yeah. I just awful. And I had mentioned, well, maybe this is just like a pre-promo they've done, and they're going to change stuff up. But you said they've already been filming. Yeah, they've already been filming because some set photos leaked. Uh, um, they did of Black Bolt. That's right. when we found out no mask. Right. And the, the set photos that also had leaked were showing her wearing. Uh, like a bald cap, which means I think the hair is going to be completely CG. Oh, um, we kind of have that. They get that big of hair in there. You got to see some like part the hair's of it. alive and blah blah blah. Right. Well, that's here's it's going to look bad when it's done on our TV level. Right. I think so. It's TV, think about, TV doesn't have the budget to think about push constant like special that. effects like that. Every scene Medusa's in, they're going to have to animate her right. hair. It's going to be which going to be hard. Is crazy. Right. It's be As someone who's worked in animation. It's insane to give you can get like hair. It's, right, takes it's gonna, forever. It's gonna be cray uh, cray. This is why the Inhumans should have only been a movie. Yeah, no, I, I this definitely. This is why Lots of the Bear was only in Toy Story three. Right, <laughs> and this is why we're gonna jump out to a break. But when we come back, 
We're going to interview Ken Costantino, movie director from New York. Ooh. Nerd Thug Radio. Hashtag talking nerdy to you. We'll do it live. All right, guys, we've come to the point in the show where we need to tell you about our friends, Space Cadets. These guys host all of our favorite nerd events on a regular basis, from Hero Clicks to Dungeons and Dragons, from Pokemon to Star Wars Destiny. They've got it all. With one of the largest nerd inventories I've ever seen, there's practically nothing you can't find at Space Cadets. Brian has long been a friend of the show, and the most important thing to stress to you guys today is how family friendly and great to go to Space Cadets really is. The Savage family regularly makes the trip there, and Joey, Nico, and myself regularly play different events there. Check the Facebook page for times and games scheduled this week. That's Space Cadets Gaming Gaming Collection Collection on Robinson Road in the Woodlands. When you go, let them know that Nerd Thug Radio sent you, and you get 10% off your highest ticket item. That's right. Save 10% off your highest ticket item if you say Nerd Thug Radio. Hey, guys. Joey Savage here. I like to make fun of Corey DLG a lot. You can look at NerdThugRadio.com to see the photos of me giving him a hard time. It's super awesome. You can also drop us a line there, or you can order one of our T-shirts. We've got two different ones you can choose from. www.nerdthugradio.com Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Nerd Thug Radio. I'm the Captain Joey Savage. Corey DLG. Nico DLG. And uh, this segment, we're joined uh, by a new friend of Nerd Thug Radio, a man by the name of Ken Cosentino out of uh, Niagara Falls, New York, a movie director. His movie, uh, Attack of the Killer Shrews, is going to be screening this weekend at Comic Palooza. So get down to Comic Palooza on Sunday and check that out. Ken, say hi to the Nerd Thug family. Well, hello, Nerd Thug family. So uh, I'm pretty, pretty pumped to have you on. Um, me and Corey DLG kind of started going over some of your work after we connected uh, through the social media. Yeah, a lot of interesting stuff on here, actually. I'm, I'm really intrigued by kind of the, the choices you've made so far. Yeah, uh, it's, 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 been, uh, it's been wicked, man. You know, I'm just kind of blazing my own trail. And, um, you know, a lot of times I get compared to a lot of other uh, guys that got their start as like a, you know, no-budget indie filmmaker. And, uh, I mean, that's really what I've been for a long time. So, you know, it's, it's cool. Yeah, what, what, uh, what are you talking about specifically? Uh, well, real quick before I jump into it, just to let everybody know uh, exactly who you are. You're an independent filmmaker, and you've directed four films that have been released here. Well, you're directing your fourth one now, right? Twelve movies total, I believe, right? I've actually directed five feature films, and uh, I'm getting ready to do my sixth. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. So which one am I missing off my list here? Because I know about Crimson. I've got uh, yep. Trauma's Dream, and then obviously Attack of the Killer Shrew. And then I was on your IMDb the other day, and I noticed that Wolf House was listed there as as in production oh no yeah no that's not in production it's just uh wolf house was just released um in january by wild eye uh, oh right, so on, right walmart demand yeah, what you're missing it sounds like is uh my first film break the sky um which i directed in 2008 okay so kind of talk about a little bit getting started there 2008 that's the first director is that where it starts with you or where did it all come from yeah, so, um, you know, I, I mean, I've been making movies since I was uh, 10 years old, and I'm 27 now, um, but my first feature film, Break the Sky, um, that was the one that really, I was like, you know what, I have to make a feature, you know, because it's such a different ball game, and um, 
So me and a couple of my buddies got together and I, I had a $500 college scholarship and uh, nice. we just used it to make a film. It got into a festival in Hollywood. And um, from there, I just kind of like started maneuvering myself into the film industry. And um, Crimson kind of really put me on the map. Um, and then, you know, stuff just started kind of organically taking off as it does. And, uh, you know, as you were saying, like different decisions and whatnot, um, I've kind of always gone against the green. Um, <clears throat> I'm not a big uh, corporate guy. You know, I, I, I don't really support all the crap that comes out of Hollywood uh, in today's <laughs> day and age. You know, there's some good stuff, but uh, like far and wide, it's just crap. And, you know, I'm a filmmaker. I'm an artist, you know, and I, I just uh, I'm in it for the magic of, of, of cinema. You know? Right. No, absolutely. Uh, you know. I do a little creating myself, dabbling a little bit with writing, and Joey, Joey and I always kind of collaborate on stuff. So I, I totally get just you know the joy of getting to do it, and then even if no one else ever sees it, you got to do it. No, I'm with you on that one. Um, what's kind of like when you're on the independent side of things? How does the release process work? Like when you want to try and do something like this, you kind of have to shop it to every single place you want to go to, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, you know, I, I, I kind of have that end of things down like superbly. Uh, in this today, but uh, I mean, typically, if you're just starting out, yeah, your film festivals are the big thing. You know, it gets your work seen, um, and you know, collecting laurels and stuff just adds credibility. Um, with Shrews, we're self-distributing it, so I mean, that's a whole another animal. And it's, you know, establishing ourselves on on these uh, platforms uh, around the world, um, but. Other than that, I mean, with like Wolf House, Wild Eye picked it up, and um, it, it was just the right time and the right movie. And, um, you know, it's, it, I think if you're smart, you're going to have the back end plan already kind of in place before you even uh, start filming your, your movie. Because, uh, you know, if, you, if you're gearing it towards a specific audience, then, you know, finding a distributor that markets directly to that demographic is, you know, it's pretty easy once you narrow it down. So speaking of Attack of the Killer Shrews, it's going to be screening this weekend at a Houston Comic Palooza. Take us through that process. How, how did you get involved, you know, you being from New York, being an indie filmmaker, with the largest convention here in the state of Texas? Yeah, you know, I, I'm, first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm very humbled, you know, and uh, very uh, excited because uh, Comic Palooza was up there on my list of uh, festivals I wanted. And uh, so <clears throat> I have my own company, White Line Studios. Um, I have uh, six other partners, and I'm the CEO of the company. So I handle the festival strategy, and I, I have the most experience um, with such things in, in the film industry in my company. So um, I, I handcrafted our festival strategy. And, you know, it, it, you could, before you know it, you could spend thousands of dollars on entering festivals if you're not careful. So, um, you know, I, I really targeted, targeted all the niche genre festivals. And um, Comic Palooza is just really like, you know, what we're all about. Um, Attack of the Killer Shrews is really a no-budget film. I mean, in, in, in the best way that, you know, it's a remake of a no-budget film. And uh, right, right, right. so it, it's, it's meant for the type of people that are going to be at Comic Palooza. And uh, so I entered and they accepted it. And I mean, you know, that was just what like last week or two weeks ago and it was 
you know, ever since then, everything's been a whirlwind because now we're coming to Houston and we're, you know, got a, we have business here that we have to take care of. And two of us are staying here doing that. And, uh, you know, it, it, it really is a dream come true. You know, I really can't wait to, to come there and, and just meet everybody and, and watch our movie in Houston. It's going to be great. Yeah, man. Comic Palooza, me and DLG, we've been going, I want to say, the, since year three of Comic Palooza. The first two years, like the first year, I think it was in like an Alamo draft house. Yeah, it was the a, second it was a movie year. Theater. It was like in something else. And then the third year, they came to this convention center that you're going to see. And every year, it's just exponentially just grown. Yeah, um, this is going to be our second year there with Nerd Thug Radio, and you're going to be you're going to be amazed at how many nerds there are <laughs> in Houston, Texas. It's going to be amazing because I'm a nerd. You know, I mean, I, I usually say I'm more of a geek because nerds are smart. You know, but. Uh, <laughs> I honestly like that's that's what's so special to me about this is, is, is getting out you know in person and meeting people in person because um, I, I I just have so much stuff going on in my life that it's like all these conventions that I want to go to I never get a chance to so this is going to be amazing you know and Chuck Norris is going to be there so I mean you know that there's that oh yeah Chuck old Chucky so do they do they promise you any FaceTime with Chuck when you uh, signed up or they or they're like hey you can talk to Chuck if you bring your movie here <laughs> No, I mean, you know, obviously they, they give us passes and stuff, but, you know, they got their stuff to worry about, and I don't expect to be treated like uh, anything other than a schlub, you know, so I wish. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the same with us. You know? But uh, I don't even know if I'm going to have time to wait in line to meet him, so, you know, I guess it, I might have to settle for just seeing him from a distance and breathing the same air as him, I guess. Yeah, well, we're, we're doing media for Comic Palooza, obviously, and in the little packet they give us, they're like, you're not guaranteed interviews with anybody <laughs> or, you know, a seat yeah. at any one of the panels. It's like, oh, okay, well, I guess we're just getting in for free and just doing what All we right. want to do. Like, <laughs> I guess we'll just have to flash the past to everybody. But just take a tip out of the well, deal. Hey, man, you guys are you're more than welcome to hang out with us while we're there anytime. You oh, know, perfect. And, uh, just kind of like because we got a little posse, you know, and uh, we're, my company, once you meet them, you'll see they're just a ball to hang out with and – um you know, each one of us has our own uh, expertise in, in our own field. So, for example, like uh, my partner Baird is a stunt driver, you know, and he's done a bunch of uh, big awesome. movies as a stuntman and stunt coordinator. And uh, so it's like, you know, you, you kind of get the whole feel for it, uh, except that, you know, we're just regular, average, everyday people. You know, we're not untouchable like a lot of the people that are there. Well, him and Corey DLG will get all, a along very well That's he's true. been in uh, plenty of car accidents to to be a stunt double so That's true. they can I'm, share some stories i'm a master stunt driver at this point <laughs> um let me ask you this so, so you kind of work with the same crew of people over and over again kind of a la christopher nolan and stuff like that uh is that that's on purpose right it's like a comfort thing right well you know honestly uh most of us have worked together for like the last nine years and um uh, marcus and i have been together for longer than that uh, since we were kids and uh, it's just kind of like it, it happens out of necessity. You know, you work with somebody and they, they do such a stellar job and uh, you just want to keep working with them. And, you know, like especially if you guys are friends and there's no joy in life like making a movie with a bunch of people that you love to hang out with. You know, it's the most fun in the world. And uh, so we said, you know what, let's we had a company, but then we partnered up with a bunch of other people that, you know, we were already working with over and over again we we decided why don't we do it just you know aim our focus all have the same vision and and just run with it you know and uh 
So uh, yeah, it's, it's it's definitely out of comfort, you know, because one, number one is you never know who you could trust, you know, whether it just be in the world or in the film industry, especially because there's just a lot of evil out there. Um, number two is, you, you know, we have to depend on each other for a lot of stuff. And, um, you know, these are the most dependable people I know. We go to war together time and time again. And just to be the, um, the captain of that ship is, is for me is like the highest honor, you know, and, uh, you know, sometimes we'll have a, a set with 50, people on it and you know stunts and and just so much stuff that's got to be coordinated but it, it always goes off like clockwork because i know that i can count on my guys for it so uh you know yeah, i i wouldn't even go out and look for anybody else and, and we kind of have like a very uh for us it's a prestigious club you know so anytime that we invite anybody in you know it, it, it's a big deal you gotta haze them right you do some, like <laughs> a drinking challenge or something yeah who can no, drink you're down absolutely them? right. We, 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 there is a, there is an initiation. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ken, that's a, it's been great talking with you. We're going to wrap it up here real quick, uh, but we're going to see some more of you this weekend at Comic Palooza. So, Nerd Duck family, uh, look out on the YouTube. We're gonna, we're gonna film some stuff when we're down there. Um, and once again, uh, the movie Attack of the Killer Shrews is going to be premiering or screening this Sunday at Houston Comic Palooza. There's still time to get your tickets. Uh, Ken, any, any last uh, closing words before we get out of here? Yeah, you know, you shrews, you lose. <laughs> Nailed it. All right, thank you very much, Ken. You have a great day, man. All right, guys, have a good night. Nerd Thug Radio. <laughs> Hashtag talking nerdy to you. And the music still rolls. Hey, Conroe, Corey DLG here to let you know about Wild Things Bar and Grill, a modern-day rustic saloon with all-American charm. They're the premier family-friendly sports bar and restaurant in the Conroe Woodlands area, proudly welcoming Conroe to their ambient atmosphere of delicious food, relaxation, and quality entertainment. That's Wild Thing Restaurant at 1488 and I-45. Wild Thing, easy on the eyes. Hey guys, Joey Savage here with Nerd Thug Radio. Catch us every Monday from 1 to 3. We always got a weekly top 3. Uh, I do a little beatboxing and Corey DLG does a little freestyling. It's something you don't want to miss. So don't forget, catch us every Monday from 1 to 3. Take a look at what our weekly top three might be this time. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. I am the Captain Joey Savage. Core DLG. Nico DLG. And you listen to us on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Sister Stations. And worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. And uh, if you've missed any part of this show, you can check us on the podcast. It's going to come out tomorrow. If you've been sitting the show, shame on you. Yeah, shame on you. But Come it's on, at uh, Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio or iTunes. Facebook. Or Google Play Music. Facebook. Or Buzzsprout. Did you say the Facebook? I said Stitcher. Did you say Facebook? And Satchel. Did you say the Facebook? I did. I did. Did you say your mom's house? Yes. Because it's going to be at your mom's yeah, house. Definitely. Uh, this segment, we're joined by a friend of ours, Brian Keith from Reality of Wrestling. BK, say what up to uh, Nerd Thug and Conroe. There he is, the the legendary cowboy from Reality of Wrestling. Appreciate that legendary. You're welcome. For for Reality of Wrestling, you've got to be. You you dang right. (laughs) (laughs) So, BK, we we first got some good film of you. We we came to Reality of Wrestling last year, and you had your thing going on with Rex. Uh, But before that, you had a pretty good run as the – the TV champion, is that, is that not right? Yes, sir. Television how, champion. How long were you the television champion for? Bro, I was television champion for, 
I can't even remember, bro. Twelve years. It, not a hundred years. <laughs> two, it two was years. close. <laughs> yeah, you had, a, more you, than you a, had year. a long run. It was like a year and like three months or something like that, bro. And I went and did my research. It was the longest time anybody's ever held a championship period in reality of wrestling. And which hey. is which wow. is pretty good considering you know it's just, the promotion only has the heavyweight, the tag, and the TV channel. Mm-hmm. There's nothing That's else. True. So at the time, yeah. At the uh-huh. time, yeah, it was just those three. So for you, for over a year. I mean, that's that's crazy. It's a blessing, bro. I appreciate it. I mean, it. some people, Chris Jericho just held his U.S. title for 23 hours. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, a year is pretty pretty awesome. I was so confused when he won payback. I was yeah, so confused. We'll, we'll get to that in some other time. I guess that was just like a, because he's leaving, so they're probably like, all right, we'll give you your moment one time. Well, I guess it's definitely, I guess we're going to go on this, but I guess it definitely says it really makes Kevin Owens look like a bad guy, right? Yeah. No, perfect. Yeah. So speaking of bad guys, which you're not, but... Um, <laughs> So, so wrestling, um, how long have you been wrestling now, professionally? Professionally, uh, not pro- non-professionally, seven years. Professionally, I want to say like four. Four? Okay. Maybe three. So what got your start? What What was it that you said, man, I want to be a professional wrestler? I, I, actually knew, work. I actually knew since I was 10 years old, bro. I got a picture of me on career day yeah. at elementary school. With a tag team title, and Macho Man was in behind me. Yes, yeah, that's awesome. And uh, on it, it had you know like uh, words, like sentences that I yeah. wrote myself. And it was like, when I grow up, I want to be a professional wrestler. That's awesome. See, Ten years old, man. I wanted to be one too. And my mom just told me I was stupid, bro. You know and what so I want? She to said you got to go to school, <laughs> and I should have not listened to her. Because you really should. Not my have. life has been a downward spiral ever since. <laughs> like, how many times have I told you, dude? I should have been a wrestler. Like, but I'm, you would have, you would have, you wouldn't have made it out of the early thousands. I probably would have been, you know how like how wrestling was in the early thousands, like how rampant certain things were everywhere. Yeah, that would have been me. Yeah. I'd have been like Brian Pillman. <laughs> you, I wouldn't be, have lasted. Long. You'd be the next Jake the Snake. Yeah, you would need but your I own documentary have, at this point. But I wouldn't have survived. No, not, not, not highly. Get so, one of those in memoriams. Yeah. Before that, though, uh, I actually wanted to be a Pokemon master. A Pokemon. Okay, that was my first occupation, <laughs> and then my parents let me down and told me that <laughs> it did not exist. But I have a friend. That is now playing Pokemon professionally, traveling the world, That's crazy, see, getting paid money, and I was like, "Ha!" He could have done. I that. could have did that, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's one thing we talk about on the show a lot, or I always bring up is I used to play poker semi professionally for a long time, and back when I was playing, a lot of the top guys all across the U.S. they were young like me, but they had all gotten their start playing Magic the Gathering. Oh yeah, and so that's how they kind of got their competitive spirit and strategy and tactics, and they moved up. So yeah. Man. Also, learning how to sit through long tournaments. Right, that's, that's a big deal. Like, God, yeah. How cool would that be just to play card games, right? Or Pokemon for. See, to money. me, I, I go the other way with that, and just like when they ask you at career day what you want to be, and then you tell them you want to be a dragon when you grow up, <laughs> and they're like, "No, that you, you screwed that up, man. Try it again. <laughs> Re- like, reset. Re- reset. There's a reptile, man. Right. Yeah. yeah. Seen it? See. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so someone clearly could have been a dragon. Like yeah. they just sold a short. When we yeah. said those things. You're dang right. Because they, they were like, what do you want to be then? I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll be king if I can't be a dragon. And they're like, no, you, no, that's not, you can't. I really just want to be a branch manager of a mid-level million-dollar company. You right. Know, that's, that's what I've always wanted to right. do. There you <laughs> go. There you go. No one, see, no one says that, and then that's yeah. where people wind up. Right. Right. Yeah. So, uh, okay, so how did you get your start? Um, did you go to school, or did you just kind of fall into it? Like, How did okay, you, so, you follow the steps to your dream? So, actually, uh, 10 years old, decided I want to be a wrestler. Jonathan Vega of La Familia. Okay. I've known him since I was 10 years old. Okay, okay. So it's like actually my brother. So we've been wrestling like backyards, trampolines. All kinds doing of stuff. Dan- Bro, I have a video of me giving him the deadliest Death Valley driver on the <laughs> edge 
of a trampoline nice. on the railing. Oh, I have to show you guys after. You, it's, you, it's ridiculous. You're gonna have to show us. He could have died. This sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. But uh, all those videos your parents warned you about, right? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> But uh, since then, man, I just was so dedicated to it. I didn't have a brother growing up. You know, I had four sisters. So, I, I, man, bro, I was every day was driving me crazy. Until <laughs> he moved into the neighborhood. And I was like, oh, man, finally. And then I found, actually, you know what got us together was Yu-Gi-Oh. Okay. Oh, we played I'm some Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> played some Yu-Gi-Oh, found out he liked wrestling. So we clicked. And then uh, from there, uh, we went to uh, Texas All-Star Wrestling okay. in Humble. Yeah. We yeah. wrestled there. That's where we started off at. Uh, started when we were 18. We went when we were 16, though, for a Davey Richards camp, bro. Yeah. Davey Richards legitimately kicked me in my chest, bro. I told I him bet. I wanted to learn how to kick. Yeah. He legitimately gave me a kick in my chest, bro, like, <laughs> that a grown man should probably take. And I was like, whoa. But I just I loved still, it since then, bro. Do this. Yeah, I did. I got it. And it was crazy because he pulled us to the side afterwards, and he was like, man, I know. Because there was a bunch of other people, but they yeah. just really weren't that serious. And he was like, man, I know there's a bunch of people who aren't that serious here, but you guys show a bunch of, you know, promising talent in this so you know you guys should just keep going and like it was motivation for me to just keep going that is so awesome it was bro like it's 16 years old for him to tell me that i was like man that's really cool you know it's more Davey fuel Richards. yeah he's one of my favorites bro i yeah. love Dave Richards. i hate the fact that he's about to retire actually. yeah yeah happens to all of us that's true that's true your body can only go so long but uh so all uh, the time we... is undefeated right yes he <laughs> he's the champ yeah uh, so we wrestled for Texas All Star for a number of, uh, amount of years. We trained there. We I worked for them for a couple of years, and then uh, Booker was switching his company right, from PWA. He, to yeah, Rally it was PWA, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first show I ever saw was they were in Pearland. I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was down there. Yeah, he actually had a school, and I was like, man, my my, I only had one kid at the time. <laughs> so at this time, I was like twenty four. I was still in really good shape, and my daughter was like maybe a year old. Or yeah. no, she wasn't even born yet. And I told my wife, I was like, man, I think I want to I want to go to this school. Downtown, right? Yeah, I want to do this. Yeah, it was downtown. We had just moved back from Dallas. And she's like, you're having a kid. You can't do that. So first, my, my mom killed my dream. Then my wife killed my dream. So now I'll just talk about that it. Sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you, so you, jumped to, you jumped to Booker T. Jumped to Booker T's. They were looking for new talent. Okay, and, cool. Uh, actually, Kevin saw me wrestling. Kevin Bernhardt saw okay. me wrestling at a show. Came to me and was like, hey, we're looking for new talent. We just want to know if you'd be interested. And uh, I definitely was. I was like, Psh. Booker T, heck yeah. I'm uh, yeah. So uh, ever since then, man, I've just been putting it down for Booker, man. So when you started, what what gimmick did you start with? Same gimmick. Same I just one? wasn't a bounty hunter. I okay. was like a uh, country loving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a country loving. Country Charlie loving Robinson guy. right here. So they tell you go out there and be like Charlie Robinson, but if he wrestled? I don't even know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Who was Charlie Robinson? Most people won't get that except no, for him. Yeah. Charlie Robinson is a uh, like one of the most famous African-American country singers. I got to look him up. Maybe You're I can draw to. some inspiration. I, there, think, there I think you're using the word famous wrong. No, no. <laughs> not at all. Wait, I don't know. Yeah. From, like, from like back in the day. If you could call out a name and no one blinks, not famous. Well, <laughs> how much country music do you know? Whoa. I'm not even going to ask that Whoa. guy. I know none. I know none. Right. <laughs> the only ones I know are like from the WWE games that I hear. Like, yeah, nice. Yeah. So uh, so this this Saturday, uh, coming up on May 13th, yeah. you're re- reality wrestling. They were doing another recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're wrestling uh, Corey DLG's favorite wrestler of all time, Rob Barnes. Rob Barnes. Um, so it's going to be. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Yeah. Oi, so, this oi, is, oi. so this is kind of a rematch. Um, from the last tape. Yeah, because he cheated. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. But you did kick him in the face pretty good. I'm, I kick everybody in the face <laughs> <good>. <laughs> Yeah, that drop kick you delivered to him was pretty dirty. It's, you I, could hear it all around. I, I come in full speed. And it wasn't like the slap either. Like, you just legit kicked him. I, 
I, I made a promise to myself that I can't slap my leg when I kick people anymore because it's just it's an epidemic in wrestling. It right really now. it's becoming huge. Everybody's doing like you even for like forearms, bro. Like I see no. people slap their leg. I'm like, how do you slap your leg on a forearm? <laughs> like you can't be manly enough to give another no. guy a forearm and it create its own noise. Yeah. Like really? Like whoa, whoa, whoa. I, that sounds like you're underjudging them. Maybe they are that manly. <laughs> Apparently you're not. If you have to slap your leg to make noise <laughs> yes, to give a forearm, I've become a huge fan over the last maybe year and a half of British wrestling, and they slap like crazy for everything. It's like holy to geez. the point where you're not even watching the wrestling no more. Nope. You're just looking for the slap. Where's every the slap? Time. Where's the slap? Yeah, and I'm like, is man, that's not... is his leg red yet? Or nope. like whenever okay. uh, the Rock, you know, when he did his punches back in the yep. day, I would never notice. But until people started doing all the leg slaps, then I will go back and watch his tapes, and I was like, man. The Rock was leg slapping the whole time. It was leg slapping before leg slapping. We need was a cool. t-shirt that says no leg slapping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Instead of like, uh, what is uh, the revival? That, like no flips, no, just yeah, fists. exactly. No leg slaps, just kicks. Just kicks. That could yeah, be your what... new slogan right there. No leg slaps, Thank just you. kicks. Boom. I, I Nailed owe, it. I owe you. <laughs> Nailed it. I just want the first t-shirt. That's all. Yeah. You don't have to get too crazy. You're, hey, you're the talent. Actually, I have a story for you. Now, it doesn't have nothing pertaining to what we're talking to right now. But uh, when you asked me when I first started, crazy. Uh, when I was 12, me and Jonathan Vega went to go watch PWA. Okay. We drove his parents' van all the way to, was it Pearland? Yeah, Pearland. All the way there. When you 12. Just me and him at 12. Kids, don't try this at home, please. <laughs> Disclaimer. Jonathan, he knew how to drive since he was like 10, so I trusted him. Yeah, I yeah like, no, he's your 12. You don't yeah, care. he's a trusted yeah. driver. Yeah, so we're like 12, 13. We go out there, bro, and we see the show. It was amazing. I got like a piece of the table. Somebody got broken through. I was so happy. <laughs> so happy that when we got out the van, we didn't realize that the light was still on. Oh, no. And the battery died. Battery dies in the van. It's raining super hard. Like, uh, we had to call his parents to come get us because we went back inside and we asked somebody for jumper cables and then it didn't work. So, uh, we were like, all right, well, I don't know what we're going to do. We call our parents. They're coming. We end up talking with Booker T. We see him doing an autograph sign. And I was like, man, I'm not going to ask him for help. And Jonathan was like, man, ask him, you know, we need some help. Went to him. I asked him and, you know, he's the one who got us the jumper cables and stuff like that. And then since the car didn't work, the van didn't work. Uh, he was like, you know, you guys come inside. You can hang out until your parents get here. So we're chilling backstage with Booker T and all the wrestlers. So did uh, he know you were 12 at the time? Where he's like, these are probably 16-year-old kids. They drove here. They're cool. Yeah, he probably didn't know we were 12. <laughs> he, he does now. <laughs> yeah. And, and so uh, we're chilling, and uh, his parents come, and then we're about to leave. And right before he uh, we leave, I tell him, bro, I'm like, man, one day we're going to come back, and we're going to wrestle for you. And it's crazy, bro, because the same building I told him that in, bro, yeah. is the same building that I won the television championship. That's in. crazy. It was that's really crazy, fate. bro. Like, that's fate. Cool feeling. Yeah, it was. That it was is cool. Amazing. We're going to jump out and take a break here real quick. Uh, when we come back, BK's going to hang out with us, and we're going to nerd out some. Woo. You're listening to Nerd Thug Radio. Hashtag talk nerdy to you. Did you guys get in trouble for taking the car? Yeah, hey, hi. Uh, this is Ernie Hudson. And I got to just give up great respect for Nerd Thug Radio and great respect for you guys for tuning in and listening. This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. A lot of people have been thinking of starting their own business or that it's time to change or reignite their career or maybe even that it's time for them to figure out their next career move. Then launch your dream career weekend is for them. June 3rd and 4th. This two-day training will help them clear the roadblocks in the way of the success that they deserve, identify what they cherish most, and help them set career goals that they'll be able to achieve. For pricing, check out www.launchmydreamcareer.com. 
Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. I'm the Captain Joey Savage. Corey DLG. Miko DLG. And our boy Brian Keith over here still hanging out for this segment. Yeah, doggy. There it is again. <laughs> the bounty hunter. That's like a Yee Doggy Jr. Yeah, yeah it was. Okay. It was. I respect it. It's like a tired Brian Keith Yee Doggy. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, BK's hanging out with us. He uh, wrestles for Reality of Wrestling, something we're wrestling. We're very passionate about. We've done did a lot you, of stuff did with. Did you get permission to call him BK? I don't know. I mean, you can't just I, go around just assigning I mean, cool. people. I'm, All right, I'm the captain. Cool. I, just, right. I just do it. Burger King. Apparently, you just hand out nicknames. I that's, don't know. That's kind of how the, the show works. That's true. Since I get to open up the show and talk first every segment, I just say what I want to, and then he can't do anything about <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> we're stuck with it at that point. You're so, a captain. I can't question it. So, that's right. So, uh, the best one is we we do a weekly seg or monthly segment. Yeah. Uh, with a cosplay friend of ours, and she's super into gaming. Mm-hmm. So it's just we call it. He wanted to call it the casual gamer. Okay. Because that's how we originally planned it with a buddy of ours, and then he bailed. Right. And so we met her. She's like, oh, yeah, I'd love to do it. Well, she's pretty good, decent looking. And so she's hot. Yeah, she's. Why hot. you guys say like pretty decent? Looking. She's pretty. She's hot. a model. I mean, he's like right. he's being respectful. He's I got a wife. Like, he doesn't yeah. want to tell me she's a hot. You right. know, like, dude. Well, so hot. do I. You know, she's I'm hot. Trying to trying to keep it cool. You know, there I don't, you go. I don't need mommy savage to like there you make go. me sleep on the couch. We don't want to die. Yeah. <laughs> so as the show's about, like as we're starting the segment, I was like, you know, I'm doing my own thing. I was like, welcome to the sexy casual gamer segment. He's like, what the heck, man? I was like, what are we doing? Legit now. I said it. So that's just we how things stuck work. with it. That's so. what happens. Just like when someone plays the wrong music first, and the, and the guy doesn't get to cut his promo, so he comes out this. and ends up ripping his pants instead. So he can't do it. That shout is out, shout out, Rob. <laughs> so, so Brian, you're um, you're also super nerdy like us. Yeah, you're into video games and all that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, um, nerd thug describes me, bro. That's that's it. Well, he, you heard him. He said he wanted to be a Pokemon master. Right, I and, did, I did. So, um, video games. Then what's uh, what's what's been your favorite console? What's been my favorite? PlayStation yeah, all day, on, bro. Man. Number number one, two, three, or four. I'd say number four has uh, it has owned my life, bro. <sighs> yeah, man. To the point where I'm almost considering selling it or putting it in the closet because <laughs> you're about to have a kid, bro, right? So no, not even that. I'm just well, that and the fact that I've been training more. Yeah, and like Grand Theft Auto is destroying my life, <laughs> <laughs> and also Red Dead Redemption coming out. Like oh, man. that's the end of me, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, so. What else are you gonna do? <laughs> There's not enough hours in the day. When yeah. that when that game comes out, there are going to be so many people who I are mean, just missing for like I'm a week. I'm me, bro. Like, you won't see me probably really arresting them. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to be at the Juniper, guys. I'm playing video games. Like, I'm a bounty hunter. I can create myself and be a bounty hunter right. in the game that's, now. That's like, perfect. come on, Do you think that would go over well? Booker, I'm going to take this this one off. i got a new video game it's, I'm going to no, play. It's, it's I just won't tell them that. <laughs> it's training, you're, right? You're, I'm getting really deep into my character. Real life experience. Yeah, I'm getting deep into my character yeah. this, this week. You know how when Leonardo DiCaprio Caprio gets ready for yeah, his, uh, you know, <laughs> revenue. Yeah. He slept in an actual animal's body. That's true. I heard that. Yeah. I'm going to get down and dirty. Yeah. How do you think that's going to go over? I don't think that pitch is going to go too I'm not going to tell him. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going to be like, you're not as pretty as Leo. Get back in the yeah, shit. right? <laughs> you're fired. <laughs> so let me ask you this, since you are a huge Pokemon fan. Yeah. Would you rather live in a world of Pokemon or live in the Super Mario world? If you had to choose either one. Uh, we're the Pokemon, bro. Pokemon? Yeah. I actually like Digimon more than I like Pokemon, yeah? bro. Man, yeah. wasn't that a better was huge that was Digimon a great fan. show, man? Because they could talk back to you. Right. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> also, the conversation. Also, they turned yeah. into giant monsters by the end. Like, exactly. it wasn't even fair. Yeah. The Digimon, I never understood that, man, because I, I didn't watch either one of them a lot, but every time I would catch the Digimon, there'd be four of them hanging around with, like, a little stuffed animal cute thing. And then one of them's a giant T-Rex wearing armor with wings exactly. and blowing fire. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I was like... 
It's like, I think he beats Pikachu. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not 100%, yeah. but Every I think he beats totally. Pikachu. And he could trash talk him at the same time. You know, like, come on. All Pikachu says Pika Pika. Pika Pika. Nobody could translate that. He's like Groot. He just talks yeah. Pika Pika, but it means like I am Groot. 75 Everything, million like, things. I'm, I'm tired. Pika Pika. Ash, please What if he had like the foulest Pika Pika. Right? He's like the George Carlin. Just like a sailor. Pika Pika. The other Pikachus are always like, Pika, pika, pika. <laughs> Why is he saying that? What's wrong with this guy right here? So you, no one Meowth could translate. You know? Yeah, maybe so. Dude. So you also told me you're, you're super into anime. Our, uh, I'm producer. not super into anime. I'm kind of into anime. I don't you're, want you to like call no, it's okay. right You're now, probably no. more into anime than either one of us. Okay. 100%. Okay. 100%. Okay. So let's do this. Throw out a couple of animes, and we'll see if Nico knows all about them. Uh, all right, what do you got? Well, Dragon Ball Z, of course. Well, obviously. Oh, I say yeah, yeah, I just started watching Dragon Ball Super. Oh, yeah, the new one? Amazing, bro. It's crazy. It gets better. It, it gets better. Yeah. It only gets better as the season goes on. Yeah, it's crazy, bro. Uh, mm. I also watch uh, Baki the Grappler. Oh, that's one I haven't heard. Yeah, heard yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's an anime about a guy, a kid. His mom died because his dad killed her, and he dedicated his life to becoming one of the greatest fighters so he could fight his dad and, you know, get revenge back. It's actually really good. Baki the Grappler. But it was in a world of bouncing balls, right? <laughs> Controlled by tomatoes. This is this is why this is why I can't get into anything. This sounds like Veggie Tales, though. <laughs> it's like the dark version of Veggie Tales. So, like we all we joke about this, but in anime they always take like one smooth plot line. And you're like, man, I can get into that, and then they add like 15 layers to it. And then you're like, I can't. I that's can't true. Do that. I can't that's do true. that. But that's like a staple of like Japanese. Yeah. Things, period. It's, you know, it's always like, super eccentric and like yeah, to the extreme. It's because they're cool. so dedicated in what they do, exactly. though. You know, like there's no, there's no okay fighting game players in Japan. They're always like, oh yeah, this is the greatest player in the world. Here you yeah. go, and you're like, oh okay, that's fair. <laughs> Nailed it. That's fair. So, um, any other Pokemon or not Pokemon? Animes. Animes. Uh, I watch like um, the Yu Yu Hakusho. Oh, I do know. Yeah, I've seen that. The greatest tournament uh, series in the universe. Yeah. Uh, what else have this I watched? Guy. <laughs> From the Galactic Empire. The Galactic uh, Empire. <laughs> I, I think that's it. You know, my friend tried to give me the Naruto. It says pretty good, but I just haven't. It's, it's just way too long. There's like a million episodes. And I feel that same way, bro. I think that's why I haven't dipped into it yet. The, the longest show I've ever watched is like 140. Jeez. Your wife's got that beat with X Files. Yes, she that's, does. Uh, yeah. That's how you may know Epo, which is a boxing anime. Oh, it's phenomenal. I got to get it. It's beautiful. phenomenal. I liked it. The beautiful. animation, beautiful. There it is. Fight that's scenes, that's beautiful. That's his catch line. Here's my problem with Naruto, though. Not at all. Um, it, they're not even ninjas, they're wizards. Ooh. Okay. Is here's my ninja? second problem with Naruto. <laughs> uh, the first place I ever learned about it, I'm at community college. It's like, oh, four, oh, three, or oh, four. And there's these two kids sitting in the hallway wearing the headbands yeah. with the metal plate on them. Nice. Now, it's Classic. middle of the day. It's not Halloween. It's not dress-up day. It's like the second week of the semester. And, like, I'm standing there, and I'm waiting on this class, and I'm watching these two kids, and they're waiting on a class across the hall. And they're sitting there talking. It's totally normal for these two kids to be wearing these headbands with these metal plates. They're not acting out of place at all. Like, they're not even talking about the fact that they're wearing metal plates. <laughs> Neither one of them are like, you're so shiny today. Like, they're, yeah. <laughs> they've totally moved past metal plates. So they're sitting there for about five minutes. They get up and they go into the room. When they get in the room and the teacher opens our door, I sit down and I was like, I just have to ask a general question. Did anybody else see those two kids with the metal plates on their head? They're like, yeah, 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 we saw that. Like, what is that? And, like, the whole room is kind of quiet. And finally one person's like, oh, there's a cartoon and it's a Japanese one. And this one, and, it. and I was like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. There's Japanese cartoon that people love so much they dress up for it to go to school. 
Like, that's too much. So that's too much. Two, I guess two years ago now, we first went to Joysticks down, downtown next to Minute Maid. That's yes, cool. there was a cat there, too. There was a dude by himself right. playing arcades in this arcade bar dressed fully in Naruto stuff. That has to be, like, the greatest feeling by ever, himself. Though. You know, like, if you're, like, that type of fan, for you to get dressed up and go play video games by, <laughs> by yourself. yourself. I'm ready. I mean, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I'm a proponent the in the world because when you show up anywhere alone, only, I don't immediately feel good to about yourself, myself. Though. <laughs> I'm, I'm very much a proponent of doing things solo. Like I'll go to dinner by myself. Corey goes to I, I do that. I, I don't can't mind go to dinner by I can, myself. I don't mind. I just go to the bar and I love going whatever. to movies by myself. But okay, that's the that. best thing ever. Yeah. Dressing up. I don't know if I'd get dressed up in like my Captain America gear and just. You know what? I'm going to go to Target today. Right. Just, just Captain America. Just get the shield. Just, Let me get the just shield. clean it to your back. But just I need groceries. He's playing video games. I mean. <laughs> yeah, but I mean. I like, need milk. He planned, that, milk. He, he planned that day out. That, that's true. He, he put did. it on what and he was like, what do I want to do today? Definitely who, video. Who do I want to be today? Is what he first <laughs> well, <did>. today. <laughs> that's what it is. That's what it is. Like, he wanted to be Naruto today. So he's like doing it. Like, I don't know. I just feel like. I feel like. Maybe we're not passionate about. Maybe we're bad fans. No, there, not at all. There you Are, go. Maybe, maybe we're bad fans. Maybe I need like, you guys. The next reality wrestling show to dress up as your favorite wrestler. You need to dress up as Rob Barnes. No, no, no. <laughs> so for Halloween, he had the greatest costume. Oh my god! It was <laughs> Mick Foley. Oh yeah. He came in the sweatpants. Yeah. With had the, the, uh, the flannel the shirt, flannel shirt yeah. on, and the oh man, the it was trashy perfect. shoes. Had the sock. Yeah. It was perfect. It was, it was Somebody good. probably asked you for an autograph. <laughs> it was good. Uh, it, it was funny because everyone would look at me and when they would ask who I was, and then I would tell them, they'd be like, oh, yeah. yeah that's, that's exactly that's who spot you are. On. I'm just going to wear my luchador mask and my wrestling tights for the next show. Yeah. That works. <laughs> just get in the ring. Yeah, just jump in. <laughs> might just slide in. Like, in. Like, might as well. You drink a beer. Hey, you know, here's my pass. You'd be cut, a true luchador. Dude, jump in and just cut a promo yeah. like in the middle of it and just see if anyone stops you. It's just like... <laughs> I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna get tackled by somebody. You definitely will. Rather <laughs> wrestling show, you probably would. <laughs> Booker don't play that. Man. I'd probably cut a promo on the Pride. That's what's up. I'd cut a promo on that guy. That's the wrong person to cut a promo. on. I know, but that's that's, that's why I would do it. <laughs> this is an incorrect decision. That, that's what made. I. That's why I would do it. I love seeing those YouTube clips, like behind the scenes from like the '90s days when they would do like those dark matches. Yeah. Uh, and then there's the one. It says they're in Germany. And Stone Cold and Triple H had just finished a match. And this is when Stone Cold can't walk at all. Like, both knees are done. Yeah, towards the end. Um, and some guy runs into the ring, and Stone Cold just rolls out of the way. Like, he doesn't even get up. He just rolls out of the way. Triple H just lays into this guy and just wells on him for, like, two minutes. That's like an unspoken rule between wrestlers, bro. Like, if fans get in the ring, it's like... Yeah. All out warfare, right? You know, like, because yeah. you just don't know what they're gonna do. You, you have know, no like, idea. yeah. Well, there was and like, it sucks because sometimes they just really want to go in there and see how it is, but it's like you can't do that. Not middle, like, not middle match. Wait yeah. till afterwards. Exactly. Ask Wait till afterwards. Ask yeah. somebody. Come to a camp. Right. Yeah. Come to a we'll fantasy camp. Power bomb you on anything you want. Yeah. Come to a yeah. fantasy camp in reality wrestling. You can get in the ring. <laughs> but if you get in illegally, then we have to treat you illegally. That's like that's like the guys who run on the field and stuff. I never understood exactly. What's the point? It's only gonna end one way. Yeah, going to jail. Yeah, well, tasered. after you get tasered, yeah, after, you get, <laughs> after tasered. you get tasered, tased, beat up, and then thrown in jail. Sounds like a great consequence to my <laughs> right. action. Yeah, I should definitely do this. <laughs> this is totally logical. I wonder what yeah. goes through their mind when they're like they're probably just hammered. Well, I love when the football players tackle them. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I love it because they don't think that football players will, and they'll oh, run through bro. them and they'll run around them, and all of a sudden one of them's just like, "Man, I'm trying to get a game on." It just drops a guy. Man, and it sucks because it's I got like something to do afterwards. this is a normal person and they can't take a regular athlete's <laughs> no. tackle. Like, They're not made to hit take that. That will kill you. Right. <laughs> no slaps, just kicks. Yeah, right. Boom. Yeah. And then he died. And then he died. That's <laughs> right. Man when he wakes up three days from now with a helmet imprint in his sternum, he's gonna like <laughs> he's not sure what happened. That wasn't a good idea. No. 
<laughs> we're going to jump out to a break right here. Uh, we're going to thank uh, our homie Brian Keith for hanging out these past two segments. Uh, be sure this Saturday, uh, May 13th, yes, uh, Reality of Wrestling, they're doing another live taping. You're not going to want to miss it. It's it's so much fun to go live. Definitely. When you're there, oh, yeah, when you're sure. there watching it, anything can happen. We'll put it down, man. And I'm not sure, but they might have free beer. No. No, I made that up. It's but not they, free. But you can buy it. It's beer. You can buy it, though. It's good beer. The entertainment's free if you pay. That's right. <laughs> See? You're listening you to Nerd Thug Radio. <laughs> All right, guys, we've come to the point in the show where we need to tell you about our friends, Space Cadets. These guys host all of our favorite nerd events on a regular basis, from Hero Clicks to Dungeons and Dragons, from Pokemon to Star Wars Destiny. They've got it all. With one of the largest nerd inventories I've ever seen, there's practically nothing you can't find at Space Cadets. Brian has long been a friend of the show, and the most important thing to stress to you guys today is how family friendly and great to go to Space Cadets really is. The Savage family regularly makes the trip there, and Joey, Nico, and myself regularly play different events there. Check the Facebook page for times and games scheduled this week. That's Space Cadets Gaming Gaming Collection Collection on Robinson Road in the Woodlands. When you go, let them know that Nerd Thug Radio sent you, and you get 10% off your highest ticket item. That's right. Save 10% off your highest ticket item if you say Nerd Thug Radio. Hey, guys. Joey Savage here with Nerd Thug Radio. You can find us on the Twitter. That's at Nerd Thug Radio. So come tweet at us. Uh, or if you're into the Instagram stuff, it's Joey.Savage15. Uh, tag us in some stuff or look for the hashtag talking nerdy to you. Follow all of our crazy antics. That's at Nerd Thug Radio on Twitter, Joey.Savage15 on the Instagram. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. I'm the Captain Joey Savage. Corey DLG. Miko DLG. And this is Nerd Thug Radio. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Listen to us on. Uh, 104.5, 106.1. Sister stations. And worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. We're halfway through the show, so you know what that means. That we're done. Does that mean we're done? Okay, so what's happening right now is he's beatboxing because he expects that I'm going to freestyle, but I'm not. And this is in honor of the top three. Weekly top three. What is the weekly top three this week? The weekly top three this week, in honor of Guardians of the Galaxy 2, is our favorite alien. No, it's not. It's favorite space heroes. Oh, I did aliens. Aliens was last week, Corey DLG. This was your idea. I did aliens. Did I really write space heroes when I yes. did this? Oh, okay. Right. Last week we I did favorite up, aliens. I checked again and I was like, this is okay. Okay. We did, did aliens last week. We did. You're right, we did. This week was Space Heroes. Eh. In honor of the heroes of the Guardians you of the Galaxy. You made a done whole, goofed. I made a whole different top three list than last week. <laughs> did you really? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. You're the well, worst. Right. I am uh, the worst. All right. So in typical Nerd Dog fashion, we let the worst of us go first. So Nico DLG, your numero tres. Uh, Optimus Prime, the greatest space hero of all time. That's true. That oh, is man, very that's true. A that's a good one. That is a good point. He, he is also an alien, so it fits into uh, your 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 optional yes, time. If there was a Venn diagram, Nico would be in the middle of both circles. Yeah, he would be. That's pretty clever. Yeah. He's an alien who fights against the tyranny of the Decepticons. Nico, for those who don't know, who's, who is Optimus Prime? He is the lead, He's the, the grand Optimus leader Prime. of the Autobots. <laughs> Even though, like, there's obviously people ahead of him, like, that are other Primes. They never really explain that part. I don't understand how that like, works. Like, so Prime is a title. Yeah, right? so Prime is a title, but it's also his uh, His name is Optimus, because there's other ones, like, things like Sentinel Prime. Now, let me ask you this. Did he take the name Optimus after he became a Prime? Like, before he was Optimus Prime, was he, like, Dave the Welder? 
Yes, uh, I'm pretty that's sure it was accurate. just Optimus. Okay. And then he was Optimus Prime. Okay. That's less cool. Yeah, I don't like, know. Like, it'd be cool. So like, he was just Optimus, and right. then he became a Prime. So yeah, see, that's... Optimus, Optimus Prime. Or he was always a Prime. I don't know how that um, works. Yeah, yeah the Transformers time. It? Yeah, I don't know. The Transformers... Are you born into it? <laughs> born into the Prime title. Right. No, I mean, like, maybe it's like a Prince thing or a Baron. Like, maybe. once a Baron, always a Baron. Right, maybe so. I mean, that's... that's I'm trying to find Optimus Prime voice, because I really want to hear it now. I am since, Optimus Prime. Yeah, since Nico... I mean, that's the first thing I would have done if I was Nico. Just play this, Look up, yeah, you, play his voice on there. You know what I would have done? What I would have turned into an eighteen wheeler. <laughs> See, that's what you so, would have transformed, right? That's what's so crazy. I, I can't find it. I can't find a good one. Is that they're ro- they're robots? I guess who transform into it's pronounced robots vehicles, but they're from an alien planet called Cybertron. Well, and like, there's also a robot, right? R- what? Yeah, their yeah, planet. Their what? planet is a giant robot. Yeah. Yeah. So they're essentially like the fleas on the back of a bigger robot. Yeah. So and, he's, and Cybertron is the brother of Unicron, the planet eater. Right. So how do they? How does like? So how does Cybertron and Unicron feel about the fact that like their fleas are getting all this love when they're the really the story? I don't know. Um, Prime, I don't know. Prime, his name is Primus, and he's basically like a robot god. <laughs> this is crazy. I didn't know any of this. Yeah. And now they've been here forever, so they're like coming back, and they're. Yeah. Don't yeah, call like it a comeback. They've been here for dinosaurs years. Dinosaurs and stuff? <laughs> Let's see if this works. Let me see if I found it right. So, like, Beast Wars was my favorite Transformers. Yeah. So, like, that was, like, when Cybertron was, like, going through a phase of, like, hey, I'm going to be, like, you know, jungly and actual, like, a living planet. You guys hear that? No. no. But why don't you put the speaker to the microphone? Yeah. Oh, start it oh you missed it. Uh, you missed it. Oh, uh, you had your chance. Oh, there it is. And what's crazy is the guy... His voice from like the TV show and the movie. Yeah, we well, you know when when they he, cast he talks it, like that. When they well when they when they were when they announced the movie, uh, they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna do a movie and blah blah." blah. And people were like, "Oh, and you're gonna get the dude to come back and do the voice, right?" Michael Bay was like, "No, nah, probably not." No, nah, no. Nah. And they were like, Whoa. "Wait a minute, <laughs> what?" Wait Incorrect. a minute, Mikey. And then he was like, "No, no, 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 it's cool. Like, we'll just have something like it. We'll get it. We'll get a big bass rumbly voice guy. We'll." Vin Diesel will do it or something. Can't, can't do that. And they were Incorrect. Like, they were like, no, 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 no. You're going to get the guy, right, Mike? And he was like, okay, fine. I'll get the guy. I'll get the guy. He is Optimus Prime. And it's like the only thing in any of those movies that makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. So speaking of what makes sense, Corey DLG, let's hear your number three from last week. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So if we're doing space heroes here. All right. My number three is going to be is gonna be the Starman. I thought that would be your number one. No, no, no. Because he, like, the last, he's, his whole story is in Opal City. But then, like, the Opal last. Opal City is not space. No, it's not space. But then, like, the last bit of his journey, he goes to space. He meets this woman. They fall in love. And he, he proposes to her. And she says, listen, when I first came to Opal City, the reason I came here was I was trying to get you, I was going to get you to help me find my brother. And as I developed feelings for you, I didn't know how to explain my original motive. Everything that was going My brother's on. actually out in space. Can you go look for him? Blah, blah, blah. So he gears up. Dad builds him a rocket ship. He goes to space for his woman to bring back her brother. Uh, and then he's like, when I come back, we're going to get married, though, right? And she's he like, totally. make it back. So, uh, actually, he does get disintegrated at one point, but they build him a new body. Uh, they clone him, and they build him a new body. Uh, there's a little, funny little bit of a backstory to that. The original artist who was drawing him had given him all of his tattoos and put them on, on his yeah. body. And so he had already left the title at that point. And when they did this, he actually wrote a letter to uh, Robinson, the writer, and was like, hey, are you mad at me? Like, why'd you get rid of my tattoos? Like, that was my part of Starman. 
And he was like, I didn't even think about it, man. Like, I'm really sorry. <laughs> speaking of the... <laughs> My B-dude. Yeah. Speaking of the writer and the artist... That's, this is correct. They're both going to be at Comic Palooza so this weekend. So excited! I found it out, and I, I emailed Corey, or I texted you, I said, is this ah! your Starman? And James like, Robinson is... He's very underrated as a writer. He's done some really awesome runs, though. We're going to... We're going to... Get an interview with him. Oh, I can feel I it. Hope, I hope so. I can feel I'm it. I'm going to pee myself. <laughs> <if we laughs> you are. You're just so, going to be sitting there cheesing Cordi- like a big fool. My name's Cordial G and this is my urine. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Done. End of interview. <laughs> and he's like, thanks. Right. That's, he's that's like, I don't want to. Yeah. This is the creator of Starman. You're listening to Nerd Dog Radio. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you needed? Okay, good yeah, enough. Yeah. You're screaming in the background. <laughs> all right. So my number three. I'm going to steal it. Pull up the Joey cam. So Nico can't use it. Ooh. Uh-oh. Is Star Lord? Star Lord is my number three. Uh, were you, were you going to use him? No. Good. No, he is. I had a backup just in case you guys. Were. <laughs> okay. No, but really, before the movies even came out, right? Uh, I was reading the Guardians of the Galaxy, and so I was super pumped when they said they make the movie. And Chris Pratt's just done an amazing job. But just beyond him, not Chris Pratt, but just the character they've created. He's the space antihero. Yeah, he really is. And it's just he, he's he's funny, and he's witty, charming, charming. He's everything that I, I would be if I was in space, minus the rocket boots. Space, Joey. Space, space Captain Savage. <laughs> Captain Space <laughs> no, Savage. No, but he's, he's a super fun character to read. Right, 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 right. Everyone loves the anti-hero. Like, they want the guy that teeters the line a little bit to get what he needs done, and uh, that's that's Star-Lord. I am Star-Lord. That's, who? 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 Star Lord, man. Come on, man. But yeah, he's it's a great Famous great outlaw. Character. Maybe you've heard of me on my other name. And, yeah, and I'm really... <laughs> Super stoked that they made these movies and that Chris oh, Pratt's man. done such a great job with him because oh, it's given the character more notoriety. So now people, will, I'm sure people are going back. Oh, I got to read more oh, about for this sure. Character. Yeah, no, this is definitely he's become a mainstay in comics because of the movies, right? And I was just, he's kind of a unique character in the sense that, like, if the movies had bombed, it wouldn't have hurt the character because nope. the character's kind of already an unknown anyway. Right, right, right. But now that he's there, now like, that he's there, boom. doing so great, right? Exactly. Yeah, it, yeah. It's like they mu- they mutually blew each other up. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So, Nico, let's uh, let's get to your number two then. Uh, Chewbacca. That's a good one. That's okay. a good okay. one. The greatest companion known to man. Wookie. No, the greatest. The greatest companion. Uh, he was one of my uh, top three sidekicks when we did that, that yep. segment. Yeah, I like I like Chewie. See, I feel like Han Solo is Chewie's sidekick. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Why? Because I bet... Because Chewie, Chewie didn't die. Yeah, first right. of all, Chewie <laughs> made it to movie eight. Let's point that out. Chewie's gone. Spoiler alert. Um, but the other part of it is, like, I bet... For, he's like a nine-foot-tall grizzly bear. Right. Do you really think he needs a sight? Like, he's the it's, it's funny because every time, like, the Sith, like, try to take over Kashyyyk, they're always like, oh, better watch out for these Wookiees because they'll literally punch you to death. Right. <laughs> no slaps, yeah, just man. kicks. Yeah. No the- fist, just fist. <laughs> No what? flips, just fists. Yeah, what just happened there? <laughs> no, but um, no, there's no way. It, it, it's just the, the the tale, the long story of everything. You've always got the big giant, and then you've got the the mouthpiece that runs everything. And he, the giant's always the sidekick. It goes like that in wrestling. It's like that in the stories. It's like that in Dragon Ball Z. Right. I, Han Solo. Digimon. I'm gonna. I want to get a shirt now that says Han Solo is the sidekick. Oh. Oh. Han shot first. Han shot first. Han shot first. On that That's the next one. Uh, <laughs> Corey, Corey, what's your number two alien slash space hero? So my number two alien also slash... Also mine was also an alien space hero. That's true. That's true. I'm two for it, two. He is two for two. Dose for dose. So my number two... Well, I'm one for one so far. Yeah. Full credit. Yeah, Star-Lord's half oh, alien. he's right. half alien. <laughs> Nailed it. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I've got one non... 
one non-alien on my list. Yeah? Yeah. Go ahead. Well, okay. So my number two, Space Hero. It's the Martian Manhunter. The Martian Manhunter. The Martian Man. Straight up alien there. Super alien. Shape shift him. But. Like a be- moat. He beloves the world. He does. He beloves Dungeon. the world. He wants to be a part of the world, but he can't be. Right. Because he's the last Martian. He's the last of his kind. How sad. He is. He's like a super sad character. Also, they did something kind of really sad with him when they did the DC 1 million crossover. I don't know. We're, we're getting out of here real quick. The so DC 1 million crossover, they go literally a million years into the future, and it's like the Justice League from there comes to the past. Yeah. Our Green Lantern winds up accidentally on the Mars of, of year 1 million, and it's actually John Jones himself. He became Mars? He becomes Mars at some point. Oh, my so God. So he psychically is Mars. Mars so, like, like Kyle Rayner crashes and he can't breathe, and all of a sudden John Jones is like, Kyle, is that you? And, like, gives them air and everything. Kyle? When, when did you become Mars? Right. He's Let like, me introduce you to John Carter. Right. He's like, Martian man, what's going on here? What happened to you? Happened? How much did you eat? <laughs> I mean, Are I know they Mars said it was an all-you-can-eat buffet, but, I mean, come on, man. Like, Use a limit, planet. Limit yourself, bro. <laughs> limit yourself. That's true. So, he was um, intergalactic. I'll just say bah, this bah, 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 bah. before we get out to this break. My number two, not an alien. Okay. All right. Stay All right. tuned. Nerd That's Thug a radio. good radio tease. NerdThugRadio.com. Hashtag talking nerdy to you. Hey, Conroe. Corey DLG here to let you know about Wild Things Bar and Grill, a modern-day rustic saloon with all-American charm. They're the premier family-friendly sports bar and restaurant in the Conroe Woodlands area, proudly welcoming Conroe to their ambient atmosphere of delicious food, relaxation, and quality entertainment. That's Wild Thing Restaurant at 1488 and I-45. Wild Thing. Easy on the eyes. Hi, this is Rob Guillory, the artist of Chew. Just want to say shout out to Nerd Thug Radio. Keep it real. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. I'm the Captain Joey Savage. Corey DLG. Nico DLG. We are in the midst of the weekly top three. It's like a fine print of a cell phone ad. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, it was. If you listen to us on Conroe's FM 104.5, like 106.1, <laughs> sisters, sisters, worldwide at IRLZR.com, www.nerdthugradio.com. Oh, got it. Nailed it. Did you just do all our parts? Yeah, Are we done? Is. Yeah, I did everything. All right, show's over. Everybody go home. Wrap it Wrap up. It so we're in the middle of the weekly top three. Corey DLG created this weekly top three and thought it was aliens, even though we did that last week. Incorrect. It's actually favorite space heroes because of the release of this past weekend, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Deuce. I'm just saying, maybe it had a head injury or something. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Just completely spaced out. Maybe <laughs> work, maybe work got you. Uh, maybe work got you good. Huh? Yeah, maybe work got me real Post Seablay. Okay, so my number two. Yes, what's your number two? Tell my, me all about your number two. My number two. What's your number a, two? Is a lady. Yes. By the name of Ellen Ripley. Okay. All right. From the Alien movie series. She's one of my favorite characters. In, in, she's really cool. In, in like sci-fi. Weaver. Yeah, she really is. Like, she's a strong woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's B.A. She's a little bit hotter than Susan Sarandon. Not much. Like, way hotter than Susan Sarandon. They could be, like, sisters. They could be, like, here's my ugly sister, Susan Sarandon. Here's my ugly sister, Sigourney Weaver. No. What are we going to do, man? But, yeah. Game over. It's game over. Game how over, iconic, man. How iconic is the Alien series? In those first two, especially. When it, and when it came out. Right. Alien and Aliens. To have a female lead character who's, like, the hero of the whole thing. And, it, and it's not... Not sexualized either. Yeah, no, it's, it's not. super, like... Now, granted, she, like, when one of the movies, like, half the movies is in her underwear, but it's kind of for a story reason. It's not like a, it's not like sexy thong underwear. It's like, right. 
weird 80s granny panties. Right, because she was on a ship. Right, she was on a spaceship, and then things get out of hand. Things get a little wacky. Um, no, I, I definitely think it was a big deal. Definitely at the time, because it, it, it there's really nothing to compare it to at the time. They don't do, at the well, even now, I say at the time, even now there's not a, a lot of science fiction, strong female lead. Right. Move, I think, big box office hits. Right. I mean, this movie, these two, the first two, for sure, were insane. And each one after that made a little bit less, but still money. Yeah, but no, she's, she, when it comes to space, when it comes to sci-fi and space heroes, Sigourney Weaver is always going to be in the conversation. For sure. For, um, from now until forever. Forever. In the game Alien Isolation, um, which is on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox and all that. Right, right, right. Uh, the premise of the game is that you are Ripley's daughter. Okay. It's mentioned very early in the in the movie series and then kind Ripley. of forgotten. Uh, you're Ripley's daughter, and they have found the SOS of that first ship from the movie Alien. Okay. And now what you know from watching the movies is they're no longer on the ship. Things have happened, blah, blah, blah. They're all gone. Um, but you don't know that. And the spaceship has been found and it's been docked with the space station. So you're going to go meet the space station there and find out what's going on. Check for survivors. Right. So and you're hoping mom's there. That's what you're hoping for. Uh, and when you get there, anyway, it's dead. There's no, there's no one on the radios, and then there's aliens, and it's you're a incredible xenomorph, and it's, it's the such spookiest a game. Scary, it's you're, you're such a done. scary movie. So what do you think about uh, the next Alien Covenant? Right? Covenant. Yeah. So this is supposed to be the one that ties Prometheus in. Yeah. So they made Prometheus, and they said this is a prequel, sort of, kind of. We're not sure yet. We're gonna see how it goes. It, I don't know how it, it tied into Alien. It didn't at all. make a lot of sense at all. So hopefully this movie, with I think, the excellence I, of Daniel. So McBride, here's what I think was gonna happen. I think, uh, because I, I watched this little short on YouTube. Okay. If you look right now, if you if you Google on YouTube right now, there's like an Alien Covenant short. Okay. And it, it sort of finishes the story of Rooney Mara's character and uh, Michael Fassbender's character. Mm-hmm. So at the, end of, at the end of Aliens Prometheus, or in Prometheus, for those who haven't seen it, at the very end of it, uh, William, uh, Michael Fassbender plays an android right. who is now just a head. The woman has cut his whole body off. The aliens have killed him. He's now just an android head. He's still active, but he's just ahead. And then the the lone survivor is this, uh, this woman named Rooney Mara, and uh, that's the actress's name. And Mara Rooney. Mara Rooney. Am I doing it backwards? Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so that's the actress. And so in the movie, everyone's dead at this point. And so she she they have found this old alien ship. She flies it off into space. She's trying to get back home to Earth as the lone survivor of this horrible infestation issue. It's kind of like aliens, but it's. The thing that they fight is nothing like an alien. No, it's like a big all. squiddy thing. Um, in this short, she's asleep in like a, a hyperbaric chamber type thing. And my, he, she's already rebuilt the body for Michael, so he's driving the ship now because he's an android, so he can live forever. And she, he lands them on a planet with other people. And then it kind of zooms in tight on his face, and he looks a little sinister, and then that's the end of it. So I think what's going to happen is the tie-in is going to be he purposely re-unleashes the same little spores that he did in Prometheus again on this planet to see what happens um, and the xenomorphs are what develops. I don't know. I don't I don't know. Because if you've seen the preview, it's basically like a group of people or uh, maybe it ties in, but it's a group of people like exactly. an expedition to like it's find a colon, it's a colonization colonization right. mission. But they when they come to this maybe world, that's where they maybe that's where they meet up. Right. Well that's what I think that's what happens is the the colony winds up coming to the same planet. I think by it, sheer coincidence. Yeah. And when they get there, there's a dead colony already that Michael Fassbender's character has already killed. I think that's what's going to be the plot. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a dead colony because I think it's a, they, they find the crashed ship. 
So maybe I'm not really sure. I think I think what happens is he couple releases, weeks we'll find out. Yeah, I think he released the aliens. The aliens kill everybody in the colony. The new colony people come here, thinking they're the first. They figure out they're not, and somewhere in all that, Rooney Mare has been surviving the whole time. All great things. That's my from small baby. That's my wild card. Wild, wild card. card is Nico. What's your number one space hero? I am Groot. I am Groot. I am Groot. I'm. Groot. I see a. Uh, we are Groot. We are Groot. I am Groot. Groot, and then Chewbacca. And what was the third one? Of what? yours? What was your number three? Oh, Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime. Big, so, big, big aliens. Yeah, like they're, they're all and big two brothers. of them that don't talk much. Right. Yeah. Like really. Two. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and, and brown. <laughs> are you trying to tell us something? <laughs> I am Groot. I am Groot. <laughs> yeah, Groot's a great character. He's super cool. He's a tree king. I think I'm gonna like Tiny Groot better. Tiny Groot, Baby Groot. Yep. Baby Groot does seem like he's gonna be a more interesting, yeah. more fun thing to I watch. I am Groot. I am Groot. Also, he's adorable. Also, just the interaction between him and Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. That whole that whole trailer where he's like, "Don't push this button." I am Groot. Groot. No, I said, "Don't push this." Like that. His just... vocabularies aren't as good as mine and yours. <laughs> he's limited to "I am Groot" in that order. I love when they're trying to, or when they're trying to kidnap Chris Pratt in the beginning of the first movie. And he grabs Gamora instead and puts her in the bag. Yeah. And he's like, you've got to learn your genders, man. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a funny thought. Like That's the, great. The giant walking tree doesn't know genders. Because <laughs> he's a giant tree. Right. He's a giant walking tree. I am Groot. So I, am Groot. Uh, I think he would really get along with the trees in Lord of the Rings. Like, the I'd like to see the, an interaction. The yeah, those like are not trees. Those are ants. I'd like to see interactions those between ants. those two. They're all living trees. Yeah. That'd be nuts. What imagine if, he... if Groot just drops in. I am Groot. They're talking to him. But like he can't. They as, can't communicate because all he's saying is, I am Groot. As king of the trees, the ants would have to bow to him. Yeah, they would. I, th- I thought he was banished from his home planet. But his home planet is planet X. Not it, Middle Earth. Yeah, but I, I thought everyone died. They won't know. Yeah. Listen, well, once you're a king, you're always king. Once a king, always a king. Corey right. DLG, you're number one. Uh, so my number one, it's kind, of a, it's kind of a cool, weird character. Um, I like him just because... Buck Rogers. No, no, no. That's, Captain Kirk. That is a fun one. Star Fox. Uh, it is Monel of the Legion of Superheroes. Okay. Okay. Um, and he's got a weird story. He starts out, he's a Kryptonian. Right. Um, and so he has the powers of Superman. And he actually is from our era. And what happens is he gets lead poisoning. And they can't cure it. They can't deal with it. So they put him in the Phantom Zone. So he winds up being taken out of the Phantom Zone by accident in the far in the future where Legion of Superheroes happens. There are thousands of years in the future. And when he comes out of the Phantom Zone, uh, they cure him of the lead poisoning. And then he is actually the character who creates all the diverse races in, in, the, in the future because he does something there at that point and time travels back to in the middle between where he gets frozen and when he's free. And he seeds all of the alien homeworlds. <laughs> awesome. So he's like... You know what like, that means. He's like Johnny Appleseed. You know what right. that means. Seeds them. So that's... And when he sees Great him, he goes. By, when he sees him, he goes by the name Valor. That was his name at the time. So when he returns, he has to go by the name Monel because he doesn't want people to know that he's the same person. Gotcha. Because every time, every time someone figures that out, they freak out. It's like, oh my god, you're Valor. <laughs> you're that guy that created my entire species. Right. right. <laughs> you're the greatest. And so, like, he paired like the aliens with like the home ones that would suit him, and so it enabled all these different races, species, and races. To That's happen. super cool. That's a good story. And then he was the Green Lantern. And then he is a Green Lantern. Well, awesome. That's true. Yeah. So my number one is my favorite character from Star Wars. Okay. Okay. Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. 
Captain America <laughs> when he's in space on the moon. Jack Captain them. America? Right. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. He is my favorite space hmm. hero and my favorite character from the Star Wars universe. Okay. All right. Uh, specifically the Ewan McGregor one because the other one doesn't last very long. <laughs> That's but, true. No, just he, he, I've said this before, so I won't take up too much time up against it. But to me, he just epitomizes what a Jedi is. What a Jedi is. Supposed to be. Like, the goodness of what Jedi, they're not tankered either way. Like, that's what a Jedi is supposed to be. I mean, when you have, when you have like, that's, like, Captain America. He's the definition of a soldier. Like, a good soldier. True, true. true Obi-Wan American. Kenobi is the definition of what the Jedi. Like, if they. I don't know. I don't know that I agree with that. I, I agree with it wholeheartedly. I think he's a great hero. I don't know that he's a great Jedi. He's a great Jedi. Because he gets in trouble sometimes from the council where they're like, what are you doing? That's not Jedi. Like, you're being un-Jedi. He's a great Jedi. Well, I mean, all those guys were all those guys were tainted. Maybe except for Yoda. Yodel. Yodel, yodel, yodel. Especially Mace Windu. Remind me that we're talking about Jedi when we come to the in the in segment. I, I saw something cool I want to talk okay, about. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, no, I I mean Obi Wan. I, I I love me some Obi Wan. There wasn't a whole him. lot of bright spots in the first no. the episodes one, two, and three. No, there's not. Um, and I'm not sure why because maybe they just made it too soon. But uh, his character, just everything that he does, fighting Grievous and... Actually destroys Grievous. Yeah, so great. Uh, I don't know. I love me some Obi-Wan. Maybe it's just you love Ewan McGregor. No, it's not really like anything else he's in. Train spotting. Eh. Eh? Eh. Eh? I really like Obi-Wan Kenobi. All right. Obi-Wan Kenobi, your only hope. Did you like him in the Clone Wars? Yes. So good. I just like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Did you like him in the shower? I might get an Obi-Wan Kenobi tattoo. (laughs) That'd be great. Except, yeah. I, I really, get his face. except for every yeah, except for the Clone Wars version. Okay. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Except for I really like the Stormtroopers. I don't even know why. But with that, we're gonna jump out to a break <laughs> after I just talk about my love for all things Unreal. There you go. And intergalactic. <laughs> intergalactic. When we come back, we're gonna get into the galactic episode of the Nerd Thug Radio Nico DLG segment. Whoop whoop. This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. A lot of people have been thinking of starting their own business, or that it's time to change or reignite their career, or maybe even that it's time for them to figure out their next career move. Then launch your dream career weekend is for them. June 3rd and 4th. This two-day training will help them clear the roadblocks in the way of the success that they deserve, identify what they cherish most, and help them set career goals that they'll be able to achieve. For pricing, check out www.launchmydreamcareer.com This is Elle Graves, cosplayer slash prop maker, and I like puppies. This is Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. I am the Captain Joey Savage. Corey DLG. Nico DLG. And you're listening to us on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Siesta Stations. Worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Uh, also, if you're looking at our pretty faces, we are on the YouTube. YouTube. Catch all the segments broken down for you in a playlist. Make it nice and simple for you. Oh, yeah. 12 minutes at a time. How your lady likes it. Story of Corey's life. 12 minutes. Um, Can you even go 12 minutes? Like 30 seconds? Anything, 15 like, seconds? Anything besides video games or eating. I was about to say, Skyrim, I could probably do like nine solid hours. So. <laughs> nine solid hours. Right. Before wow. we get too crazy, let's jump to a word for one of our newest sponsors, Corey DLG. Thank you. So a lot of people have been thinking about starting their own business, or they've had some feelings like it's time to change or reignite their career, or maybe that it's time to figure out you know, whatever their next career move might be. 
If that's the case, then the Launch Your Dream Career Weekend is for them. June 3rd and 4th, this two-day training will help people clear their old blocks to the success that they deserve. It'll help them identify and, uh, I mean, it's going to help them figure out what they need to do to fulfill what their goals are career-wise. So what you want to do is you want to go to www.launchmydreamcareer.com if you're interested, if you're one of those people I was just speaking to. Check us out on the Facebook. We're going to have some more details about it there. So if someone wants to start their very own falafel truck, oh man, launchyourdreer.com would help them. Yeah, well, there's gonna be there's gonna be a two day event where you can go and kind of work over the stuff in your head, whatever's going gotcha, on. Gotcha, gotcha. Very cool. That's, Turn you into a focused entrepreneur. That sounds like something I would be interested in if I wanted to start a falafel truck, but I don't. Are falafels would... basically just like foreign tacos? No, falafel is. Tacos you're thinking foreign? of you're thinking of a shawarma. Oh, I am falafel thinking of shawarma. Is you're right. Totally Mediterranean different. tacos. Yeah, that's what it's from. Everything everything is a taco in a sense of a way. So shawarmas, I mean, pizza is just a flat taco. I mean, everything's a taco. You're blowing my mind right Hamburger, now. just two tacos. Like, instead of folding it over, you put one taco on top of the bottom. It's basically the American version of a quesadilla. You're blowing my mind right now. I am blowing your mind. I, I didn't realize that. You're right. All we eat are tacos. Right. All we eat is tacos. Everything's, everything's a taco. All we eat is tacos, and rice is a staple in every food. Every that's, foreign f- country. That's a R- fact. Rice is a staple. In some form or fashion. Go Rice Owls. Woo! Woo! Is that what you meant? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Right. So, um, For sure. This is the part of the show where everyone tunes out, and this is where we get the little bit of traffic that we get. Everyone's gone to the bathroom or... They've gone to get a snack to get ready for the end of the show. True, true. They've gone to change into their Nerd Thug shirt because they're so excited. If you want one, catch us NerdThugRadio.com. You can buy one. Oh, I see what um, you did there. And so nice what yeah. we like to do is just give this segment, this segment to Nico. Just a throwaway segment. Oh. That way, if you guys miss something, you don't miss much. So, Nico, what you got? All right. So, I like I really, really like Star Wars, right? Yes. It's May the 4th. It, 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 May the 4th. Was this past weekend? Was well, past weekend? I love me some Star Wars too. Every everything was great. So I've been reading a ton of all the Star Wars Legends, which I'm so sad about because it was something that we never got with the original movies, which is just this huge story that just continued for thousands of years. And none of it's canon anymore. And they just went, eh, not canon. <laughs> Done. So what? What? So okay. So everything when Disney bought Lucas Films and or bought Star Wars from Lucas Films, right? They basically said the movies and then uh, Rebels, Star Wars Rebels that was already out. Which is a Disney cartoon. And Clone Wars. Wars. And I think one video game, maybe. I might be mistaken. And anything else that was Star Wars related, not canon, never happened. So, like, the books. Right. So, all those graphic novels, uh, every all those, like, um, there was image. Like 30 novels. Yeah. yeah. It, all those novels and then, like, Image. or really? Somebody had the comic book line. Right, right, right. There's some great comic stories in there there are none of that stuff all washed away none of it is canon in the new star wars realm so basically all that stuff just gone so now it's like an alternate reality. although they they have yeah right that, that's a good way to put it <laughs> now they have taken like, elements you, you, from you it. can see it in the new movie force awakens they've taken some elements of it and incorporated it into what they're doing now especially with um what uh what's his name being han solo's kid ben solo uh what am i thinking right here Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren, yeah. I don't know. Well, your I favorite kept, character that you I, I, right. I, I kept wanting character. to call him like Darth something. Darth Ren. Emo Darth. But yeah, because <laughs> there was a great storyline where Luke Skywalker had kids and Han Solo and them had kids and they all mingled and then one of them 
I think the middle kid went crazy. So it was there, there was a set of twins, right? That was um, Han Solo had two had a set of twins, and then they were both Jedi. One went to the dark side, and right. became Darth Cadis. Yes, which was and then, super and then it was like this, and like he was like a really powerful Force user. And then I think his sister had to kill him. Wasn't one? One was then, like Anakin then, and, Solo. Yeah, Anakin then, Solo was the youngest. And ben one. Skywalker, right? Or was it Ben Solo? Uh, I think it's Ben Skywalker. Right. And then uh, they're actually Anakin. Anakin Solo is actually the youngest because they right. have three kids. They have two uh, the set of twins and then the youngest, who was actually a really powerful force user. But then he had to sacrifice himself to protect against this crazy alien race from, like, another galaxy. Yeah, those guys were nuts. They're called the Yuzong Vong. Yeah, those guys Ooh, were They hated. Nuts. They got, like, like, their ancient story was, like, super cool because, like, they were invaded by this, like, this droid army and it nearly killed them. So they hated all machinery. So all of their all of their like starships and all their like fighting equipment's all like bio and organic and stuff. Oh, that's so it's all cool. like living and like they're so like they worship pain. Yeah, like they're like pain gods. Like the gods gave their bodies up for the universe, so they're oh. like, oh, yeah, which sucks must cause, because must cause pain. I want to say probably when we first started getting when I first got into clicks. So this is like what four years ago? Yeah, maybe five. Uh, our homeboy Maddie Mayhem. Started getting back into his nerd side. Right. He was super into Star Wars, so he wanted to start reading uh, the Star Wars graphic novels. So he started purchasing them, and then I would pick them up from when he was done and read them. <laughs> and there's all these great stories, and then they're like, nope, this isn't happening. And I was like, you know what? I can't read it. It's not real anymore. Yeah. It's now, fan now, fiction now. Yeah, now it's just fan fiction. Fan fiction. Really, ultimate universe. really expensive fan fiction. And they fiction. were so cool, because the Yuzong Vong were like, actually like super interesting, because they were like so evil that they were cut off from the Force entirely, Whoa. so like... Right, and there were so many. There were so many novels, like not even graphic novels, just novels. Right, there were like thirty novels, tons of them, way more. So than 30. I'm glad you. I'm, bl- I'm glad this is what you brought up for your segment, because what I wanted to bring up was I read some stuff about the Gray Jedi, right? Uh, which I think is where they're going with yes, definitely this, this last can, Jedi thing. Well, you can kind of see it when when he gets when she gets to Luke. Isn't he wearing like gray garb almost? Well, and he's like, they're they're the Jedi Order needs to die. Is right, basically what he's saying. Right. So the Gray Jedi are like they're like middle ground mm. Jedi. Like, they embrace both the light and the dark. They've controlled you, the dark enough to where they don't give in to it or something If you something If like you've that. watched um, Clone Wars and... Asuka's a great Jedi, yeah, right? Asuka Tano. Wasn't Mace Windu sort of one? Uh, he kind of teetered. But, teetered, right. But he was more of a Jedi master. So how did Asuka become a great Jedi? Because she got kicked out of the Order, so technically she's not she, a Jedi. She exiled herself. She exiled herself. She returned uh, later during the Clone Wars. Right. Oh, okay. She, she, she came back later to help fight, and then uh, eventually she just she went off. She exiled herself uh, to escape Order 66. After right. They murked all the other Jedi. Order 66. Uh, so after they murked all the other Jedi, she came back, and she ended up fighting. She ended up fighting and killing, like, two Inquisitors. And then took their lightsaber crystals and then purified them, and that's why she has the white lightsabers. Right. And then she fights Darth Vader. Yeah, she fights Darth cool Vader. Cool rebels thing, yeah. man. Super. Because she thinks she thinks that he killed Anakin, and then she finds out he is. Right. right. And she's like, "Oh no!" She's probably one of the most interesting characters. She's ever. probably one of my favorite characters. Right. And she and was she's not even in the movie. All right. And she's always one of my favorites. Only during the Clone character. Wars stuff. Those she's, four seasons are awesome. She's yeah. like the Star Wars version of Harley Quinn. She is. You're right. You're they right. Could just bring her into like. But so it, it seems obvious to me that that's where they're going with the gray Jedi stuff. I think, so. I think because well, first of all, if you kind of listen to what the Jedi are saying, you know, no emotion, no love, none of that. Like those it's are tough. what makes those are what makes good people good. Right. Like so, 
the idea that somehow those are good people. They want them to be like completely impartial. Right. Well, it's like, like uh, uh, you remember that big dude, the guy with the giant cone head? From, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. His name is Kiati Mundi, and uh, his people uh, were basically like, like there was like one male per like one thousand females, so they would have what a world. Yeah, so he had like he had like a ton of wives and like a, a billion children because or else their race would die out. And they were like, we make this one exception, Kiati Mundi, but you cannot love any of your children. It's like what? Whoa, that's <laughs> heavy. Yeah. Somehow love is gonna affect you being a perfect Jedi. Exactly. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess I see that it could, and like they took it to the extreme with Anakin. But what is a world without love? Right. And I think I think that's kind of like one of the big flaws of like the Jedi is like they which wanna, is awesome, right? Yeah, like, like they don't make these Jedi. Be, yeah, not, they don't make perfect. these Jedi to be perfect. They have like what they don't see as flaws, but us as the viewer, the reader, whatever sees their flaws, and that's what makes the story so great. Is that they're too good and the other side's too evil? Right. There's got to be a middle yeah, ground. I guess so. I wouldn't say that they're too evil. I mean, there's definitely some that are like just raw evil. Oh yeah. But there's also like you'd you'd think that like not everyone who was in who was in the Sith Order was like a super terrible person. Well, if like, you ever think about it, there's many people. of the Jedi. In, okay, if I'm speaking, in Legends, many of the Jedi just went to the dark side because they were like, I don't want to die. They valued their own life too much, and that's why they got corrupted to the dark side. If you look at it, even when you have evil people or bad guys, not trying to like make everyone, it, make everyone it has approval a for them, but yeah, I mean, everyone just wants to make the world what they feel like is going to be a better place. True, or they might have True. evil intentions, and what they want to do is insane. But at the the heart of it, good or evil, they have their intention of making the world in their their way, and that's what that's what's kind of fun about Star Wars, just to fight a good and evil is. The heart of it, like the intentions are are the same. It's just the motive or the way to get to there. It's is completely what, different. It's completely different. Also, one thing I want to complain about is that we lost so much cool Sith history. Yeah, we with did. the uh, yeah, some of the most powerful Sith are like even, no longer canon anymore. Canon, yeah. Like there was like one guy who like he he tricked uh, like he he got a thousand he got like hundred thousand Sith to show up on this one planet and perform this ritual. And it was all a trick to give him immortality, and he lived. He, he ruled over for like two thousand years, and that's then like awesome. disappeared. The trickster. Like, that's yeah. phenomenal. Like that's the kind of Sith I would be. Like if you go back and you look at lists, he got them all, and they were like, "Ooh!" And he was like, "Oh, thanks for all the life force, boys." <laughs> Peace. And if you look at the list of two thousand years, the list of the most powerful Sith. Um, like they're all not canon. Yeah, they're all people that don't even don't even aren't even canon anymore. Like Darth Vader is like barely crux the top ten. Really? Because, yeah. like, they make him such a big deal now. Right. Yeah. Well, because he's the only one. And the they only also one. lost one of his one of his cool accomplishments in Legends that I don't think uh, is, like, any in anymore. Is like, after Order 66, there, like, there was only, like, ten Jedi or something like that. Okay. Like, in, in canon. But in Legends, there was, like, a few hundred Jedi. I mean, right. it was barely a percentage. But they had there was a group of them that all got together. And they're like, oh, we're going to fight Darth Vader. And then he murks all of them. He kills everybody in the room. Whoa. Sadiqa, you should, uh, you should read the... Uh, New then, Marvel then, Darth Vader comic mm-hmm. because it's basically the new Marvel Star Wars comics, and then we'll get out of here real quick, uh, picks up after A New Hope. So basically, like, Darth Vader and, and uh, are the... You get to see all his cool conquests yeah, the, the galaxy. Yeah, but the Death Star's been blown up, so now it's almost like this Game of Thrones to become the number two because, you know, Darth Vader didn't succeed or whatever. Right. So now everyone's just kind of jostling for position. That's kind of cool. It's a, it's a cool look. Let's jump out to a break real quick. And when we come back, we can talk more Star Wars if we want. We can do whatever. Yeah, I don't know. It's our show, man. NerdThugRadio.com.
All right, guys, we've come to the point in the show where we need to tell you about our friends, Space Cadets. These guys host all of our favorite nerd events on a regular basis, from Hero Clicks to Dungeons and Dragons, from Pokemon to Star Wars Destiny. They've got it all. With one of the largest nerd inventories I've ever seen, there's practically nothing you can't find at Space Cadets. Brian has long been a friend of the show, and the most important thing to stress to you guys today is how family-friendly and great-to-go-to Space Cadets really is. The Savage family regularly makes the trip there, and Joey, Nico, and myself regularly play different events there. Check the Facebook page for times and games scheduled this week. That's Space Cadets Gaming Gaming Collection Collection on Robinson Road in the Woodlands. When you go, let them know that Nerd Thug Radio sent you, and you get 10% off your highest ticket item. That's right. Save 10% off your highest ticket item if you say Nerd Thug Radio. Hey, guys. Joey Savage from Nerd Thug Radio. Don't forget to check out our Facebook page. That's facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. Give us a like. Share it with your friends. We're always interacting on there, and we'll interact with you. That's facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. I'm the Captain Joey Savage, my heterosexual life partner. Corey DLG! Nico DLG here as well. And that's Nico over there. And we are... We are closing out episode 56 of Nerd Thug Radio. Nico, is that correct? Is that correct? That is episode 56. What, 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 what? what? If you've missed any of this glorious show, um, be sure and catch us. Nailed it. Be sure and catch us. uh, Podcast is going to drop tomorrow. It's on iTunes. It's on Google Play Music. Stitcher. Satchel. Stitcher. It's on the YouTube. Stitcher. And uh, look for it on Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. I post it every Tuesday when we have all the stuff correctly. Stitcher. And we're, we're up and running. Stitcher. So, I think yeah. he wants to promote the Stitcher. 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 All I got to say. Yes. Realest guys in the room. Bada boom. Bada boom. Bada boom. Bada boom. Bada bang. Bada boom. Bada bing. No, watch. This is how it works. Ready? Okay. Bada boom. Realest guys in the room. Nailed it. So did you do it wrong the first time and then no, you fixed it the second? Is no, I wanted to do it on my own, and then I was like, you know what, Corey's is, messing this up. Is that pity, me and Nico? We'll fix it. Is that pity radio? Is that what we're doing now? <laughs> yeah, we are. We're letting, we're letting Joey go back and fix his bits. I mean, fix my bit. <laughs> fix my bit. Fixmybit.com. What would that be? What? Like fix my like like people would email us like videos of them trying to be funny, and then we would email them back like funny things. Oh, like hey. like, a, like a comedy constructive thing. Yeah, like fix my yeah fix my bit. Yeah, so Nerd Thug Radio just Don't started fixing my bit. So there it is. If you have the a known bit, gnomes you, have now escaped our heads. If Sorry. you have a bit that you think's funny, uh, drop us a link to the YouTube on yeah. our Facebook page, and we'll tell you if it's funny or not. Right, and, then and we'll, we'll fix it we'll if try, we have to. We'll try and make you funnier because you need us. Because we're super funny. I mean, I was the class clown in high school. I I didn't go to high school. Let's see. We've got it. Nailed it. <laughs> so, um, Corey DLG. No comment. Yes. Please no autographs. <laughs> the Runaways is coming to Hulu. Yeah. It's been ordered for to what? Hooligans? 12 or 13 episodes. I thought know? 150. Something like that. Was it 12? Uh, they also. I'm not a good reader. They 15? also released uh, artwork or a photo yeah, or they, something. So, they, just like the Inhumans released a terrible promotional photo. <laughs> so did the Runaways. The Runaways released, actually, unlike them, an excellent promotional photo. Sans one. Now, I'm excited about this mainly because I never read The Runaways. Okay. Although I did read a, uh, episode or issue one on one of my online apps. It's one that, like, come back from space. Is that the, they come back from the space and they come back to California? Yeah. They've been in a ship or something. 
and they they find like a house and they they go in this house and then one of them goes to like the radio station because he wants to work for radio. What? I just read it. I'll show it to you when we're done here. Yeah, I've never that does the runaway at all. Maybe it was like the new incarnation of the Runaways. Maybe the it was new like, Runaways. Maybe it was like Runaways Secret Wars or something. I don't know. I don't Secret know. Runaways. Yeah. Maybe. So, yeah. okay. So the Runaways in the beginning, what it started out as uh, was this really cool setup where there's this group in L.A. of villains called the Pride. Right. And they've been secretly running L.A. Like in Marvel Comics, everything bad happens in New York. Nothing bad happens in L.A. It's because the Pride has been killing and, and controlling L.A. like, like kingpins. Uh, and basically, they all have a kid. And they made a deal with a bunch of old gods that they were going to sacrifice their kids for immortality or blah, blah, blah. Um, and so the kids find out that their parents are all supervillains. Um, at their annual retreat that the, all the families gather at, the kids are in hiding, and they watch the pride sacrifice them, sacrifice a, a random girl to their gods. And like, whoa, what's going on here? What is happening? So they figure out their parents are supervillains, so they run away. And then the pride starts trying to hire people and try to fight him and go after him, and then it turns into a really cool little book. It they never they kind of had a limited run because the writer and artist did such a good job that they tried to keep them together. Okay. So they only would do limited stories and limited runs cuz they didn't want to break that particular team up. And uh it's Brian K Vaughn as the writer. And when initially Marvel movies started being talked about, yeah, this was one of them. This was one of them. It was going to be this Ant-Man and Iron Man. That was originally the original three movies they discussed. The big 3. And so there was a script, a treatment, the whole bit, and they said, you know what? This probably would be a better TV show than movie. Then they came up with the idea of doing the Avengers stuff, and then Ant-Man gets pushed back like 10 Five, years. Yeah. Long way. Um, so, but Runaways was a very interesting idea, and it's a pretty cool concept because it's a twist on everything. You know, in all the, in all the Disney stuff, like the parents die, and the kids are like, what do we do? Right. And this... The parents are actively trying to kill the kids. Right, which is crazy. Um, and so it's kind of this weird twist on the concepts of the young superheroes. It, it's a fun, it's a it's a really good, any of the, if you get any get a hold of any of the Runaway stuff, it's really good. So I think what I read here was, it just said, like, previously in Runaways, and it's like, after adventures in New York and blah, 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 they come back to the place they know, which is L.A. Yeah, okay. It's called Dead okay. Wrong. And that was like the, I guess it was the first issue of the next okay. run of the Runaways. Ah, uh, I gotcha. And so it's a cool little story. Each of the kids, like, their parents secretly, I mean, parents love children. Right. So each of the parents secretly helps the kids and kind of gives them some stuff, like, along the way. And so each of them has, like, uh, one of the girls, her name is uh, Gertrude, and she gets a, uh, a pet raptor from the past. Nice. That's programmed to obey her. And so she names it Old Lace, and uh, she runs around with it. And then, like, uh, Chase Stein is, like, an athlete, and his parents are, like, technologists. And so he has these super, like, boxing gloves that have all these weapons built into them. That's so cool. Uh, Nico Minoru has a staff of one, which lets her cast these powerful magical spells, but at the expense, she must be injured. So, Ooh. like, in order to even have the staff in her hand, she has to be bleeding or hurt. Um, and so, and then she can't repeat a spell ever. Oh, so like one use it's, only, so it's one, it's the staff, staff of, of one, one. Yeah. one and done. Uh, so the, it, it, the, all like the characters what, are really cool, like Victor, that. Victor Mancha, Mancha. He shows up much later. Okay, um, but he is actually the son of Ultron, and yeah. so he fits in with these guys because they're all kids of villains. Right, right, right. Um, it's like a shapeshifter too, right? One of them. Uh, that's later too. Okay. So, but they they cross paths with some scrolls, and one of the in one of the child scrolls actually joins them. 
Uh, one of the girls is an alien race of like light beings. So she's um, uh, she's like a rainbow person. <laughs> and well, then um, like rainbows. the one kid, Alex Wilder, he's like a super genius. And then the one little girl, Molly Sims, she calls herself Power Princess. Yeah. And she's like 12, but she's super strong. They do this really great issue where she's mad at the Punisher. Punisher crossed over with him and like he's trying to kill them because he thinks they're part of the pride. And when they finally come face to face, Molly Sims is like, you're a mean person. And she just, just racks him <laughs> right in the gut. Right. No, no slaps, just kicks. Right. And so he, he doesn't want to fall because Punisher's supposed to be a tough guy. So he's just doubled over and he doesn't say anything. He's just, he's like crying while he's just like doubled over, hunched over in pain. And Molly was like, oh, I thought he was stronger than that. <laughs> Sorry. Whoops. <laughs> my mistake. My mistake. So I think this is going to be a cool TV show. The promo, the photo looks Awesome. So that's what, that's what, bring it all the way back around to it. And the first promotional art for the Runaways, it's just a picture of the six, uh, the six or seven of them, how many there are, hanging out, like in kind of like a weird like V right, profile. Right, right. And the promotional photo is that is 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 an homage to that. Yes. And it looks great. It looks great. The characters look excellent. More excited about this than humans. Oh yeah. No. Okay. That's the thing. Like if you were to compare the two, like which one looks good and which one looks like crap. Right. It definitely looks like Hulu is doing it right, and ABC is dropping the ball. The ball. The only problem I have with all this, though, is they also, with this promotional photo, Hulu also announced a forty nine ninety nine monthly service. Hulu? Hulu. They're changing to 50 bucks a month? Uh, they're doing some kind of forty nine ninety nine monthly. Maybe it's like a four, $49.99 for the year? I don't know. What's it's this? only eight ninety nine now. I can't imagine they're going to jump up $40 and still compete with Netflix. I don't know what they were offering. Because I didn't, I didn't read... I didn't Maybe it's forty nine ninety nine commercial free, all that stuff. You can download stuff and not have to be. Maybe that's on what they're the offering. Wi-Fi. But this was this was their part of their debut of it was was the Runaways promo ad for like because Hulu's now doing original content because Hulu is like eight ninety nine a month. So I could see if maybe they're doing okay. You can go commercial free and you can download the stuff and take it offline. Maybe that's what they're getting at. Let's see. But let's I can't see. see anybody paying fifty bucks a month yeah. for Hulu. I, I, I wouldn't think so either. That's way you too find expensive. it? Uh, let's, let's see here. So as you're looking for that, I'll just continue on. You the, just pay uh, the forty nine. Is it only once? Yeah, like a one time fee or something. If not, if, it, if not, Hulu's dropping the ball and they're going to lose. Yeah, I'll pick up the WB direct, like a <laughs> yeah. super streaming event. Right. So while you're looking at that, such a bad idea. So we got a few minutes here while Corey's trying to figure out this Hulu story. Me, me and Nico will talk. WB is. Okay, details on Hulu's new live TV streaming service. Uh, $50 a month. Oh, you know what it's going to... Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, no, it is definitely $49.99 a month. The okay. planes range from $34.99 to $49.99. But the idea is, whatever the devices that you're going to hook up to your TV, it's going to stream... Directly. Directly. And it lists, like... There's, like... Yeah. So it's like a cable it's package? Like a, it's like their own... It's like a streaming cable package. I don't know how that's going to work. So they're definitely going to charge you 50 bucks to have Hulu and streaming cable Uh-oh. together. Yeah, I'll just stick with Hulu for eight ninety nine. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure how great of an idea that is, but that is what they're pitching. If there's ads, I'm out. Yeah, if there's ads, we're out. But there's going to be ads on the streaming other there's, stuff. There's got to be ads that can help pay for it. Right. Yeah. They ain't, they ain't going to make it with just the forty nine ninety nine subscription. No, and there's going to be ads on all those channels that they're giving away. Uh, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Not worth. Not worth. No, no, not at all. Hulu not worth it there. So what do you think the model is? Because that's what, that's what everyone's trying to get to, right? Because the cable Netflix. companies... Netflix has nailed the model. Well, no, Netflix is... What I'm saying is the next step. The next you, step in evolution of TV watching? Right. Where you... Because, like, PlayStation has a thing now. PlayStation View. 
What's going to happen? Or you could stream all the channels. So what as you well. have is we're almost out of time. I know you've got cable and you've got direct satellite and stuff, and they they put all they buy all these stations and these stations pay them to show it. But now everybody's wanting to go to their own streaming. Mm-hmm. So I mean, people are going to back away from it. But then bottom line, someone's going to come in and say, "Hey, maybe this is it for forty nine forty nine ninety nine a month. You can get the PlayStation, the Hulu, the." WB, this, you can get all these streaming sites for one small price. You pay one person instead of paying six six different people, which is basically what has happened with cable. Instead of buying one individual station, you now buy one package that has all the stations on it. Yeah, and now we've kind of gotten away from that. And now with the different digital services, each of them can make their own content now. So, like, now if you really wanted to watch everything, you're like, oh, this looks good, this looks good, this looks good. You're going to wind up subscribing to, like, four things. Right. So, I don't know. I'm not sure... I'm not sure how this ends. Like that's Me what I'm getting at. I don't. I don't understand how this ends State- because the, the cable channels are bleeding. The cable networks are, are they're bleeding channels. Right. So they can't keep losing channels and charging us a hundred dollars a month for nope. cable. So they've got to figure out. I mean, there's. I don't. I don't know. There's got to be some sort of partnership or merger that happens that fixes this. Well, stay tuned. We're gonna find out. Yeah. But this has been episode 56 of Nerd Thug Radio. We're gonna quick shout out to our sponsors, Space Cadets, uh, Wild Thing Restaurant Bar, and LaunchMyDreamCareer.com. Uh, Be sure and check our Facebook page for all the exciting stuff that's going on with them. As always, I am the Captain Joey Savage. Corey DLG. Nico DLG. And we are Nerd Thug Radio. Same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. Every Monday, 1 to 3. Thanks for checking out this production on Old Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's radio station. For more information on this show and other shows on Old Star, Check us out online at IRLoneStar.com. If you're interested in sponsoring a program on Lone Star Community Radio and reaching the local audience of Montgomery County on FM, Internet, and TV media, please call 936-647-5747 or contact us online at IRLoneStar.com. This recording is a Lone Star Community Radio production produced by the show host and Dick Schistler of Lone Star Community Radio. Interested in volunteering as a music DJ or starting your own talk show? Yeah, contact Dick Schistler at dick at irlandstar.com or by phone at 936-647-5747.